Welcome to the Night of Nights. It's the first annual Toosies presented by that movie you liked, the sequel. We have Brendan. Hello, everyone. And Nick. Hi. Welcome to the Toosies. <laughs> yes, that's right. This week we are doing something uh, a little different, a lot different, I think. Extremely different. Yeah. We're going to be a little bit reflective. We're going to be a little bit thoughtful, I think, this week. And we are going to take a look back at some of the previous episodes that we've done. We've got a couple of different categories, hence the award show introduction there, where we're going to, I guess, kind of award some awards to each other. But I think <laughs> at, at, as interesting, we're going to kind of pick those awards for ourselves as well to see yeah. if we have, if we match up or if we... Yeah, um, where we think where we're really good or no, not so much. <laughs> so... I've got a feeling it's an like, interesting time. Yeah, and because we have different tastes and different interests and things, it'll be interesting to see like if we agree on what we picked for one another and, and those kind of things. You'll get the feel as we as we go. So I think it's just time to jump in. But yeah, be definitely. Before that, we actually have a really nice message from Luke Ryan over at the Movie Interrupted podcast. So uh, let's just hear it from Luke. Hello, everyone. It's Luke Ryan from Movie Interrupted podcast. I just wanted to wish a happy. 50th episode to Nick and Brendan and all the fans who enjoy that movie you love, the sequel. I've had a great time collaborating with the boys on movie things and getting to 50 episodes is quite a milestone. I hope to get there myself if I can finally get these damn characters to stop interrupting me as I'm recording. Oh, not another one. Ah, oh, hello. Uh, does Natalie live here? No, sorry. No, Natalie here. Right, fine. Thank you. Sorry to disturb. Haven't been able to shake this guy since Christmas. I think Love Actually, is. was that a yeah, Hugh I'll, Grant from Love Actually looking for the girl at the end? I, I think. think that might have been it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, it's obviously he's gone very far afield, but <laughs> congratulations to Luke as well, because he'll be having his 50th, 50th episode himself. So. Right around the corner. And if you haven't yeah. listened to the Indiana Jones episode that we did with him uh, recently, you really should. It's a lot yeah. of fun and very different to yeah. a lot of the other things we do. Yeah. And listen to it on his as well, if you yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go, go over and listen to his podcast too. Yeah. Okay. So back to the twosies. Our first award tonight, or our first category, I suppose, tonight, is for Nick's most creative episode. First, we're going to hear from the nominee, and cool, they're going cool. to talk about what they think could be their greatest, and then the actual award that they will receive will be from the other person. So, yeah, and, just, and they're all 3D printed here up on the table. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the first twosie is for Nick's most creative episode. All right, so if I had to pick out of... Well, I did have to pick out of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's of how mine. it works. Yeah, that's how, that's how the whole conceit works. Yeah, so I believe my most creative was probably the the Disney adaptation week, and I adapted Hansel and Gretel into the Disney style of storytelling. Season 1, Episode 12, Disney Classics. The joy of the twins' birth was overshadowed by the loss of Franz, and the king and queen made the most difficult decision of their rule. The twins would go into hiding with their aunt and uncle in the furthest reaches of the kingdom where they would learn how to defend themselves and each other. The whole scene, though, was witnessed by a scruffy-looking, twitchy raven. <gasps> the kids, they're having a, a great feed on all the gingerbread and all that. The house yeah. is pretty big. Yeah. yeah. She set it up as a trap, basically. Yes. The game at Cat and Mouse ends with Rosina has caught Gretel and Hansel has managed to eat his way out of wall. She'll receive the power if Hansel is eliminated 
and I haven't been in a good hunt in years. I think that's probably my most creative because that was that felt like I'd brought most of the desperate elements together into one thing and like I had the the bird and all these other sort of creative things I felt with that yep. particular one. Like there are a lot of Disney tropes in it, but I think like knitting it all together and frankly Hansel and Gretel isn't that interesting a, a story beforehand. So I, I but I think I threaded the needle with that one. So I was I was very happy with that one. I agree. I think that was a really good episode. Spoiler alert, it's not the one I picked. Oh but okay. I yeah, I'd have to agree that that's certainly up there. And with some of our categories there were certain episodes that I felt could fit into multiples and I didn't want to give the same one twice. So at times I've kind of had to be a bit thoughtful with how I selected things as well. But yeah, I didn't I didn't go with that one. No, what do you think is my most creative? I have actually got an honourable mention for this category oh, as well. okay. So my honourable mention for this category is Nick's sequel to Black Swan. Oh. Season 1, episode 21, Black Swan 2. The curtain falls as the audience gives a standing ovation to the premiere of the Swan Lake production. The crowd is prompting an encore, but it quickly becomes apparent that something is wrong. No one is coming up for bows. The curtain remains down. The clapping slowly begins to fade and as calls of encore grow, the curtain doesn't budge. The audience is confused. They're not sure what they're meant to do. Some start spontaneously clapping again, which grows into applause over it. But it's this long, pause and it, nothing is prompting this stubborn curtain. Awkwardly, the house lights disjointedly switch on and the confused audience titters about no one stepping up to take a bow. It's it's a really weird sequence and this is basically where I just wrote for a little while of like, all right, Nina's just jumped off a platform and is bleeding to death. What's actually going on right now? <laughs> I think the reason I really liked that one was because one... It was just super hard one to write things for. Uh, we uh, it, it was a category where I think you you had to be creative because there is no sequel that makes sense for that movie. Mm. So we had to be quite creative with it. And I think just the way that you made it a sequel that felt like actually they might have tried this. Like <laughs> in my mind, I could imagine probably not with the original director, but I feel like like the company could be like it would be like making that. 2001 A Space Odyssey yeah. sequel where yeah. it wasn't Kubrick making it but they did do it so yeah, yeah. it's like we own the IP for Black Swan and we're just going to make another <laughs> one I, I can imagine a world where that version of the movie could come out and so that's why I like put canon it- films that made Superman 3 and 4 or something I can't yeah. remember who it was but- and I think that you did a really good thing with like, Black Swan shouldn't have a sequel and it doesn't no, need, no, doesn't it need a sequel and we, we talk about this in the episode but I think you made it have a sequel that was cool and interesting and I would see it. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. And I, felt, I think we, again, talked about this in the episode. It felt like the Donnie Darko sequel. Like, nobody needs it. Maybe it's good. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So the first twosie, which is for Nick's most creative, though, is not going to Black Swan. It's going to Blank Check. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 10, 90s Family Films. So that night when Nora logs on to the computer during her allotted hour and visits her online banking, there is 6,164,583,000.56 in her account. How long has this money been there for? A day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So Nora calls from, from the computer. Hey, Dad. Yeah. You promised I could have a phone when I could afford it, right? Yeah, and when you have your own money. Okay. 
Any, any idea why I might have picked playing Jack? I guess you like stories with younger characters as well. Like, ah, uh, yeah. that, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I think that was actually a story that I started off not really having a great stake in, yeah. I suppose. So, and yeah. I, I think that's why it appealed to me. Because mm. I know that when you got Blank Jack, you weren't that stoked on I had it. I had a blank stare, I <laughs> think, was probably. <laughs> yeah, you weren't that stoked on it. And I felt bad because I was like, how is anyone going to write a sequel to this terrible thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are more terrible uh, yeah. things. Yes. And you got that one, unfortunately. <laughs> I did. But I think... So, yeah, with... I went blank check. Kind of two reasons. One, I didn't expect much from it. Like, I thought it was going to be... Like, I knew you'd come up with something. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think what you'd come up with would be that good. But oh, actually... Thank you. <laughs> I think. I, no, but I mean, like, there's not much... In my mind, there wasn't much to mine. Mm. It, it's, yep. it's a super basic premise to begin with. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of is doing the super basic premise again. Yeah. Um, but what you did was kind of explore these ideas of wealth and things like that that I would never have even considered adding to that story. Uh, the characters were much more likable than the characters in the original movie. I just think... Overall, it was a much fuller film for than a sequel to Blank Check has any right to be. Oh, and if, oh, and oh. if someone made that Blank Check movie, I think it, it, it'd be, it's, I think it would be legitimately good. Like, yeah. and, and so I think the reason I went most creative, specifically picked up for most creative, mm. is I think you had to be creative to come up with anything to be a sequel to that <laughs> to that film because it's just such a thin premise to begin with. Yeah, and so well, it's it's simple as well. Like you yes. could, like you're you're right. You could take that premise and just yeah transpose it into the now, right? Like Home Alone so, sequels. Like yeah. all the Home Alone sequels are just Home Alone again, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Like and they yeah. can, they can be entertaining in their yeah. own right, but they're not especially creative, and especially beyond the second one. Mm. But I think with this, you actually did elevate the material a little bit from the paper-thin premise that it was to begin with. Paper-thin. <laughs> check. Uh, uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> for, I- for some of our older listeners, young people have no idea what the check like, even what, is. What's, 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 you know, what's paper money <laughs> yeah. even? <laughs> but, yeah, so blank check. And the first ever Toosie goes to blank check for Nick's most creative. So, oh, wow. Uh, I'm- well done. This is quite a warm and fuzzy feeling. I'm enjoying this episode <laughs> yeah, so far. We're only being nice to each other today. We're not going to be critical. Not that we are. I don't think we're that critical anyway. No, but, no. Uh, I think, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, you've not really presented anything to me that I've hated. There's yeah. things I've presented to you that I hated, <laughs> yeah. but I don't well, think I it's don't ever th- been I think anything we tend to be the other way. harder on our own work than yeah. each other's work, if anything. But, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it, was, it was a really good one. And mm. I, there's not much more to say, and we... I, I'm getting played off. I can hear the band oh, starting yeah, to yeah. play. Da, so, da, 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 da. Uh, I think with that, we have to jump to the next category, which is the Toosie for Brendan's most creative episode. Ah, yes. Uh, so I start on this one, I think, right? I yes, will, you, you uh, say what you think you're... And then uh, you'll award the award. Correct, correct, cool. yes. So again, padding the episode out maybe, <laughs> um, I had an honourable mention for this one. Okay. And um, my honourable mention, and it's interesting because you picked your, your Hansel and Gretel story. Mm-hmm. My honourable mention was my Nightmare on Elm Street story. Okay, yes. Season 1, Episode 13, Disney Classics. We open on a little five-year-old boy. He's being put to bed by his mother. He cuddles his bear as she kisses him goodnight and tells him she loves him. As he drops off to sleep, he falls through his bed. He's falling through a clear blue sky, smile on his face. As he approaches the ground, the blanket from his bed pops out like a parachute. As he parachutes down, he lands in a plane piloted by his teddy bear. They zoom through the sky, flipping and looping. The bear looks back at the boy. 
The boy gives him the thumbs up. The bear pulls back on the controls, rocket boosters blasting out as they fly towards space. The plane transforms to a spaceship as they zoom through the atmosphere, then quickly leaving the Milky Way behind. As they fly past a small planet, they see a man standing there. He's wearing a dirty hat and striped sweater. He waves his hand, a hand with long, thin fingers. You didn't. <laughs> you brought freaking Freddy Krueger into a Disney film. <laughs> yeah. I think just purely based on the fact that I was cramming a property into the Disney animated treatment, that really shouldn't probably be done. But that actually, when I did it, at least in my mind, it is a story that you could tell in that medium. And I was almost shocked how well it worked in yeah. that medium. So that was my honourable mention. But I think my most creative, and this is what I went with, and, and this has just been one of my favourite episodes that I've written generally, yep. was the Velocipasta oh, sequel yes. that I did. Yeah, so, that was exciting. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 19, Velocipasta 2. Tell me about Daddy. Your father was a great man. He protected those who couldn't protect themselves. What happened to him? Some people fear what's different. They feared him and now he's gone. One day will you go too? Never. I will be your mum forever, Lila. An older Carol is driving a car at night. Lila is in the back, peering out with yellow eyes from under a blanket, her face obscured by the darkness. That's not what you said back there. I'm sorry, Lila. You said you didn't want me. Lila, please stop. I was angry. Because I hurt that dog? Yes, because you hurt the dog. And now we have to move again. We couldn't stay. They drive on in silence. I like that house. Me too. But let's try and be positive, honey. Maybe the next place will be perfect. I am sorry for what I did. It's okay, baby. No one knows it was us. I made sure. I love you, mummy. Lila curls up on the back seat to rest. I love you, Lila. Tears roll from Carol's eyes as she cries in silence and drives on into the night. <laughs> I like that you've gone from like, you know, so bad it's good to so bad it's Oscar bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably the reason I think it's most creative is one, it's a huge divergence from what that original episode was. Mm. And it it just allowed me to write in a style that I enjoy and have those. T it was probably the first of that whole section of teen movies that I did. <laughs> and um, I really liked that one. And I liked And so this is something we can actually talk about now because usually the soundtracks and things, we don't do that until after we record. So we haven't mm. heard the full versions. But I was really happy with what I did in the soundtrack for that episode as well. Yeah, so, that was a dope, dope track. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Really cool. So that's something we can kind of, I guess, include in our awards too that we, we actually can't do when we're talking about on the day because we don't know what the soundtrack sounds like yet. Mm. So just to... I guess a behind the scenes look. We don't we, that comes later. Um, yeah, so, we don't have a soundboard, unfortunately. No. Well, we do, but I'm, well, I'm not confident enough to use it and have sounds. I, I'm already writing an episode. I don't have time to prepare sounds before we start. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if we are sort of mucking around with it, then you know that audio is locked, or we yeah, have to say exactly. the same thing again. And and, yeah. and often I will try different tracks and things and mix them around. So yeah, yeah to give people a bit of background, that's how it works. But yeah, Velocipasta is my, I guess. 
my thoughts on what my most creative episode is, but the mm-hmm. actual Toosie is going to come from Nick himself. So. Indeed. Yeah, I would I would like to say that I would put an honourable mention for both of what you, you have put as your own nominations. Yeah, um, cool. I didn't prepare so that many <laughs> honourable mentions. I was very much, okay, I, if I have to pick one. You did what we were meant to do, and then I kind of tried to sit on the fence and, and talk about a few extras yeah, in here. But. Which, is, which is good. It's, yeah. it's more content, and it's exciting. But if I had to pick your most creative, the one that I believe uh, conjured the most vivid uh, images in my mind's eye that I enjoyed. You have, you have done quite a lot of in- conjuring that is, you know, also <laughs> oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, cool. But, but positive. Uh, the, the one, the one that, uh, the one that really uh, cemented something that wow, this is actually super, really amazingly uh, creative to me was your musical oh, okay. episode okay. Um, yeah. with My Chemical Romance as the through line to three very distinct but very creative, for lack of a better word, uh, acts that were really, I think, well-structured and very well, you know, illustrated in, in how you were speaking. Like, I could see this thing in my mind's eye, which I don't have. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, that was that was a really cool episode. Season 2, Episode 3. So Brendan wrote a musical. I was free from Gerard. Maybe I should have taken a little time before making any rash decisions. But then I heard a voice. From the whole we hear a quiet singing. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. Ramona crawls toward the hole, looking in, then... She jumps in. He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the saviour of the broken, the beaten and the damned? Ramona finds herself in a cave. A young man sits on a cliff at the opening, quietly singing. He said, will you defeat them, your demons and all the non-believers? The plans that they have made. As Ramona gets closer, she sees he wears a uniform, black with white ribbing and a tall hat with a feather. Because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the black parade. The boy looks at her and smiles. He was strangely handsome, despite his terrifying visage. His skull, completely bare of flesh, smiled at me. I immediately knew I was in trouble. My injured heart immediately forgot its hurt and begged to be given away. It's nice to hear that because, one, that episode was probably easily... It's not probably. It it was easily the most work that I've Mm. done on any episode just because musicals take a lot of work, it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That probably wasn't um, a good suggestion from Nick. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice to hear. And it's one yeah. that I think I've been... I was happy with it when I did it. And then over time, I felt like the main character... I felt like she. I just didn't give her enough agency, I suppose. But then when I kind of think about it more 
being fairer with myself mm. I'm like eh, that's kind of a trope of musicals too because things because are you simplified are being, you're a being dragged by the nose yeah. through the songs because the songs need to happen yeah yeah so I don't think that's a bad thing to be in a musical like it would be bad if you didn't have the music yeah yes but I think because you need to get to where you're going and, it's and it's a forgivable sin put yeah, it like that. yeah yeah and I also think that I hope and uh, I guess we'll find out with some of the other twosies tonight that I've written other characters that have significant agency. So it's okay to have a character that doesn't have that every now and again. Mm. If all movies that I wrote were that, I yeah. think that would be a big problem. But I think having a character that maybe is led along a bit mm. is actually different and interesting yeah. as long as you're not doing it all the time. Oh, so- and, and I mean, we've all definitely felt like that feeling of just going through life being dragged mm. along without it actually being much of our thing. So you- it's still something relatable. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah no, well done. Well, uh, th- thank you. Yeah. So, the so the second Tuesday uh, goes to me. Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> Big for, surprise. For like, yeah. It's yeah. The Go, way- it goes to Brendan wrote a musical. <laughs> that's, that's probably the- cool. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. I really appreciate that. And mm. it is an episode that I'm proud of. So, no. that that's nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, we, we will jump into our next uh, category very, very shortly. But we just have another New Year's greeting because this episode is coming out right before the new year and we are being a bit reflective. It's nice to hear from some of our friends from the past. And- still still friends, by the way. Like, we haven't <laughs> yeah. offed them or yeah, No, anything. no. We left them out of the cupboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we really need to clean that. <laughs> and we mentioned Velocipasta, which was one – well, no, it was our second guest. We I think Tracy beat – Maddie to the buck, mm. but he was our first outside of our family guest. So I think yes. that's, a, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's probably a high. <laughs> yeah, that's a special thing. And yeah. I remember when we first started talking about doing Velocipasta and Nick was like, I think I know a pasta that would come on the show. I thought that was the funniest thing that I had ever heard. I don't, I don't think I've ever walked quickly been like, yes, get him on. Like, we need to do it. And like, just Mind con- you, before we saw the movie, yeah. I might point out <laughs> yeah, as well. We, had, we hadn't seen the movie. had no idea whether that's an appropriate person to have on, on the show. But I remember just really pushing Nick hard to try and get him on there. But then as I was watching it, maybe be like, because I'd never met Maddie before we recorded I hope this is okay. Like, um, so um, I was watching it and thinking, "Oh yeah, we'll be fine." Yeah. So, Maddie said us a really nice uh, New Year's greeting. So let's hear from Maddie now. Hello, that movie you like, the sequel, listeners. My name's Maddie Swoboda. I had the privilege of listening to the pictures of Nick and Brendan on the movie Velocipasta. The movie's so good, you can watch the entire thing free on YouTube. Some might say it's dynamite. You're welcome. I'd just like to congratulate Nick and Brendan on 50 episodes of this phenomenal podcast. Um, Well done, guys. You've done an amazing job. And would like to wish the listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. One more dinosaur joke to go out on. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the toilet? Because the pee is silent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I asked oh, for, Dino, Mike. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. I asked <laughs> nah, that was good. for dinosaur puns and dinosaur jokes, and he he did not he, disappoint me. No. <laughs> I, I, I remember proud. one. It's like, why can't a Tyrannosaurus clap? I can only think of like the obvious actual reason that they have small arms, and that's not funny. So I don't know. Well, because they're dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a, a blind T Rex? I, oh, I don't know. Do you think he saw us? Uh, <laughs> what do you call a blind T-Rex's dog? 
Do you think he saw us, Rex? Aha, uh-huh, yeah. it's for Jurassic Park. We we did this episode. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not my joke. Oh. It's it's Timmy, Tim Murphy. It's, it's one of his jokes. I'm really looking forward to just watching movies again for the fun of it, honestly. Like, we've been doing this for so long where it's like, you know, this feels like work now. <laughs> Got to stop doing that. <laughs> All right, well, but back to work. <laughs> back to work. We have a, a next category, which is our biggest surprise and so the first one is again going to be Nick so the the next Tuesday will be for Nick's biggest surprise so whichever episode I guessed and, and all of these are open to interpretation but whichever episode I think was the most shocking surprising uh, out of the ordinary that, mm. that's kind of what I imagine with this one so I'm really interested to hear what you picked for yourself well for, for, for myself this was a bit tricky because I get the feeling that I have a particular style Right, like you can, there's you know me in pretty much every story I tell. I mean, I think the only one that I completely lost interest in was Eat, Pray, Love because that yeah, just that, that, one, just that one won't be winning any awards. No, today. no, that, that's that's like my wooden spoon. I think that's that's easily the worst one. I, I think that's actually the worst of all, all of everything we've made. Yeah, right. Like I, I've, I mean, I've got the. Bottom. I love that episode, but <laughs> but it is. I, it ain't I, I, this is not me being cruel to to Nick. I think no, it, it's, it's, it's easy to. Probably mark that as our as our worst uh, pitch, but yeah, actually the, the concept's pretty good. It's just it, it was it was well half baked. It was half baked, and it was fun to do. But we're not talking about eat, pray, love. So that's I think if I had to pick my biggest surprise, it was because it's a bit of a departure from a lot of what I do. I would have said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles season one, episode fifteen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four. A title card comes up over the screen, chapter one, red. A pair of goons are crisscrossing each other, walking between alleys of containers on the perimeter, periodically looking over to make sure that the Waterfront Commission folks are keeping their agreed distance. As they separate from each other's view again, a hulking figure drops silently down behind one of them, quickly eviscerating the goon with his side. Blood sprays from the colander of a corpse. It pauses stiff in shock for a second before falling forward in a clatter of gun and a splatter of face. Gun up. The second goon rounds the corner, his eyes widening as he sights the absolute mountain of a man in front of him. By reflex, he squeezes the trigger, but instead of a gunshot sound, there is a light whoosh and a high-pitched hum of steel. The gun drops, the arm and chunk of torso still connected. The head and the other half of the body follows. Raphael steps into the light, his seven-foot-tall hulking colossus of a turtle. His shell is pockmarked with scrapes and various embedded debris. He's unclothed, save for a red mask wrapped around the top of his head with eye holes cut in and a belt used to hold his twin side blades. He motions in modified sign language appropriate for a three-digit hand. Knew you'd have my back. His saviour, Leonardo, swings the blood off his twin katana blades. He gives Raph a clear middle finger. The subtitle here removing all ambiguity over what that could mean. He signs further. We are here to observe. Raph signs back, I'm here to stop. Only because I started it with this, you know, this chapter is this colour, this chapter is this colour, so it was trying to be more, I guess, artsy with the Ninja yeah. Turtles property. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think I'm a very surprising writer, I think, if I, if I, I was to put I, a finger I, on it. I do think that your sequels, and this might make it actually quite hard for me later on, because mm. we also have a category later on in the night called Most Sequely Sequel. And <laughs> I do think what you tend to do, and this is this is not a criticism in any way, mm. is, is write sequels that feel 
like sequels, like mm. like, and that really build off what came before, and which surely is the point of our show. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, and and Turtles is not really a sequel to anything. Yeah. I did a reboot for that, so yeah. Whereas, so to be surprising, in some ways, it's kind of counterintuitive to the brief. Yeah, uh, which which is why I thought it was an interesting award uh, yeah. to award. I liked Ninja Turtles quite a lot, and I think what I liked about it is uh, I love Ninja Turtles, and we were quite. That was quite obvious from the episode. Yeah. And Nick was quite new to the world of Ninja Turtles at, the, at that point. He's, I think, delved a little deeper since then. Mm. But it was, so to hear kind of a new take on it and to see which bits you took and which bits mm. you kind of ran with was really interesting to me. It isn't what I picked, though. Mm. So the twosie for Nick's biggest surprise goes to Earworm. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Season two, episode four. So Nick wrote a musical too. So Maya goes home. She's really weirded out. She's missing Noah with a slight dis- bit of trepidation, not quite understanding how this is going. She she puts on the track "I Want You to Want Me" by Cheap Trick. It's a huge reduction in her house. But it's a bit weird because her backup singers are on the TV, you know, maybe on her phone. Even her reflection is getting in on the on the action as, as background sort of singer. So there's all these other sort of people there without there actually being people there. So I just wanted to sort of set the yeah. scene for how that could work. So the song concludes and Noah is at the door and he's like, let's move in together. So, okay, cool. The boyfriend's back. So on one hand, she's quietly excited by this ability to warp reality and she starts to pull through google and spotify to find songs that she might be able to use to change aspects of the world can she make the world a better place actually you know what screw that let's start with my personal life so the reason i picked earworm is and maybe i feel like this, this kind of mirrors blake check a little bit yeah uh, one as <laughs> Nick was really keen to do the musical idea. So it's worth saying that now. Nick was really keen to Nick do the musical Nick was really keen idea. to come up with a musical and, idea and, until he realised what that actually meant. And, and sometimes there's this thing, and this is, again, looking at behind the scenes, sometimes Nick will come up with ideas and they're really good and then I'll have to say to him, yes, but we only have two weeks to bring out this episode <laughs> and that's way too hard and we can't do it. And then I think with musicals, Nick expected me to say that and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, cool. And, and it was so much work and I know that Nick... Hated it. <laughs> I know that he really hated it. And it was, he wasn't it was not so much it. I hated it. It was that I struggled with it. Yes, yeah. is, is probably the thing. more more so than anything else because, like you say, your character was dragged by the nose through that. I yes. think my I as a writer was dragged by the nose <laughs> through that because I had to come up with like, okay, here's the concept. Here's a song I know. <laughs> All right. That's musicals. <laughs> yeah. That then steers it in this direction. I bounce to it. So it bounces from other songs. I I. I I like the the I guess premise yeah. that I have for it, but it was, but I, I I think I would need to collaborate with someone who's got a far wider understanding uh, and and, uh, and appreciation of a wide variety of music for uh, it to work. Yeah, and I think you gave yourself like really wide barriers by being just mm. like I could use any song, yeah. and so and you would think that having less songs available would make it harder, but actually my from doing it with my cover rooms, I don't think that's the the I don't think that's the case at all. I think having only a limited amount of songs to pick from forces you to make decisions. I think, honestly, <laughs> that's, that's actually been a big part of why we've been able to actually 
make this show is that limitations actually help. Yeah, more than in some ways. Yeah, yeah, more than more than like a, if we were coming out with original concepts every week, which we wouldn't do for free. You're just pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. um, we can, but we won't. <laughs> I think having that blank piece of paper would just be terrifying. Yes. Whereas a sequel. Obviously, you have, you know, you do have the option of a reboot, but everything is already there. Like, you have characters, you have motive, you have, you know, apotheosis. You know what's, you know what to expect, more or less. And it's just a case of, like, letting them loose and, and doing their own thing. I'm interrupting my own uh, award no, ceremony. No, no, no. Here, so. I, I think what you're saying is actually yeah. really interesting. And I think you're right. It, it ha- by making our show a single show, it probably does make it possible. I don't know if we would have got to, oh, mm. yeah, we did mention it at the start. This is our 50th episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, weird numbering aside. Yeah. It's, yeah. We've, it depends we've, how you count. We've, <laughs> we've got at least... There's more. There's actually more than 50 episodes, but... We've got I, at least 25 movies yeah. that you can listen to sequels to yeah. twice. Uh, but <laughs> as, as best as I can tell, this is roughly episode 50. Yeah, close enough to. Yeah, with our weird numbering system and, and all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we wouldn't have we wouldn't do that if we were coming up with a news story every week. But we also kind of are doing that. We're just using that structure, which I think is, is really interesting. Yeah, um, it's, and- it's in that no man's land of, like, creating something from something that's already been painted. Yes. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you do mention we have the option of reboots and that is a part of our, I guess, our holy <laughs> trinity of prequels and sequels and all of those like things. Like we, we live in we live in franchises, right? Yeah. Like we're not yeah. like I don't think I've ever jumping I was thinking of this too, as you know? as we were because most creative and to me reboot and that's probably why I wouldn't have given it to Turtles is is yeah. creative and reboot to me don't necessarily <laughs> uh, like, unless it was the one reboot that I think I... Because you've done a few reboots. I think mm. the one that I would pick if I was going for most creative would have been the Transformers one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was actually, like, a, a really creative reboot. But to me, reboot yeah. is less... It was probably more how I was telling Turtles, not yeah, so much the, t- exactly. the story yeah, itself. And, yeah. yeah, and I really liked that episode. I just... It's not getting a toozy. No, that's fine. <laughs> but, well, it might get a toozy later. You don't know. Oh, I don't but, know. No. <laughs> not, not this toozy. Yeah, not this it's specific. Not, it's not getting the most creative toozy. So, but the reason I went with Earworm is, is a couple of things. So I think the concept is incredibly strong. I think in the episode, I gave some, I think, hopefully crea- constructive, but I gave oh, some, certainly. Criticism, certainly, yeah. some criticism on the episode. And, yeah. and I think- if we were going to like release it, it would need some extra writing and, and, oh, a, and a few things yeah. on it. But as a concept, as something you didn't really enjoy doing very much, <laughs> and as and something that I like, like, I'll just say I didn't hate it as much as Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, I'll just yeah. I'll just point that <laughs> I, out there. I had kind of low expectations going into it because I knew you'd been struggling with <laughs> yeah. it and that you'd been rushing to write it, and um, <laughs> and I just remember being really pleasantly surprised at like how much I enjoyed it. Cool. And I think the concept's super strong and. It surprised so it surprised me for a couple of reasons. Mm. One, it was better than not better. That's the wrong word. It was, it was more than I expected. I expected mm. something quite bare bones, I suppose. And I think it, yep. it had, and as much as you mentioned in the episode that you kind of aped on some ideas from other things, I mm. think it was significantly different to those other things. It, yeah. it had uh, a, it, it's that it's, superpower it's a, aspect is, yeah, is a, different. It has a similar, I guess, vibe to Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which yeah. I believe you can watch on Netflix. It's very cool. Actually, yeah. you should watch that. And, and I think uh, Speaker Dude, and, and yeah. but like musicals often aren't that creative anyway, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Um, but I think they're often retelling stories that already exist. That's yeah. my opinion. But I like musicals. But- that one just it just gave a little more, and it did more with the concept of musicals in real life that I've seen before, and I just think it's probably a concept that 
someone is going to make at some point. So, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I, I just think cool. – so the 2Z for next most creative it goes to uh, Earworm. And cool. if you haven't listened to that one, you really should go back because I feel like it's one of our kind of underappreciated episodes. Sometimes, especially our second episodes, are not as much as they used to, but sometimes those second episodes, the second part, they – they don't get quite get the appreciation of the first part. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, I would just say Earworm was the second part and the first part was really long. So go <laughs> go back to, to Earworm. It's it's well worth uh, looking at. This is this should be called the warm and fuzzies, not the not the twosies. <laughs> the twosies. Twosies does sound I don't know, somewhat, a bit shit. It sounds, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> So would you like to announce what our next award will be for? Yes. This is Brendan's biggest surprise. So I'm actually quite interested to hear what you think your biggest surprise was. Yeah. Uh, I do have a few honor. I do have an honorable mention for this. Cool. I think, but yeah. I feel like this. Is, when I was writing my list, I think this is the one where potentially I could see that you might have picked what I actually said. Yeah. Uh, so so my, <laughs> well, we'll see because there's a few. There's yeah. a few. And I feel yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like. I try to push the envelope sometimes, uh, not yeah. ev- not every week, but some every I now. I think and then. only when you like. There's a couple of times where you've <laughs> hate written something or hate yeah. watched something, and yeah. then uh, come uh, up with gold. Yeah. So, but I think the first time I ever did it, and it was kind of early in our show. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess we've also we're looking at two seasons worth of episodes. So some of these episodes could be way back in, in the, our first in, this, in the first season. Yeah. And this one is so Eat Pray Love was my <laughs> biggest surprise uh, nomination for myself. Season one, episode eleven. You'd pray love too. We see a dimly lit room full of people in black hooded cloaks. I travelled the world to find myself. A cloak figure removes her hood. It's Julia Roberts. No more than that. To find God. We see her look up at a statue of a goat-like being. I thought I'd found something truly unique. A happiness that applied only to me. She looks around the crowd as they start to bow. But then my book came out and I saw thousands of women just like me on this very same journey. She walks towards the front of the group. But I'm not some fucking sad divorcee finding herself in a man in Bali. She drops the cloak to the floor in front of the group. She is naked. I'm not going to find myself in a bowl of spaghetti like some stupid fucking tourist. A cloaked figure brings in a black goat. Or India punishing myself for my privileged life. The goat's throat is... I feel like it was the first time that I went far, far off book. (laughs) And it was before Nick kind of knew to maybe look for that. Like, I, I think that one hopefully took him completely off guard yep. and so I guess that's why I picked it as my biggest surprise because while I've done that maybe a few times now I feel like this was the original uh, in many ways I think it is maybe it's certainly of my dark turns I think it's the best one it's, so it's certainly the one that made me turn the most pale I believe <laughs> like actually listening to it because like you say this was not something I was that inoculated to I suppose like it, I guess in the times it has happened since <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not necessarily been such a a, 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 le- a hard turn that I've gone, oh, okay, this is what we're in for now. Cool. All right. Buckle up. <laughs> but so, yes. And uh, the, op- the opening sequence, if you haven't listened to that one. And, yeah. Uh, and you do need to probably be a little bit into dark stuff. Like, I will yeah. give a bit of a, a – there is a warning on the yeah, be- beginning of that episode for a reason. Yeah. But Well, it was like the first time I was like, Brendan, I think we should actually <laughs> put a warning at the front yeah. of this. So, skip the next – 
uh, minute, minute if you don't want to know um, the opening. But the, the opening is like a fairly graphic scene of, of a sacrifice. And, and just with sound go- effects, yeah, the man. Sound like, effects, oh, there's goat yeah. sound effects. And, um, I didn't have to listen to the sound effects <laughs> and I was still going pale. So <laughs> Ritual slaughter and, it's, and then the episode got darker and darker from there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> how you got this from Eat, Pray, Love, I will <laughs> never know. And that's why I picked it for my biggest surprise. I don't necessarily think it's my best episode or anything, but I think as a surprise, and maybe well, for some of our listeners, that's dull well, because will, we have that I will, intro. I will, but- I will say, though, that that, while yes, was a surprise, that is my honourable mention. Okay, cool. For you. But yeah, this is my honourable <laughs> mention as well. Gives me a tingle. But no, I think the biggest surprise that I have had on this podcast was, in fact, your Blair Witch. Oh, okay. I was. Oh, not- yeah, I didn't even consider yeah. that. But yeah, but, I, yeah, I sincerely was not expecting to be literally killed at the end of that <laughs> episode. So that was that we, was a we definitely- got better. Yeah, we got better, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. Season two, episode eleven, Halloween special. Welcome to That Movie You Like, The Project, the great new podcast where we talk about classic films and then pitch you the sequels you can't live without. I'm the Brendan Witch. I'm very confused. Why are you talking like we're recording an episode? Because I'm recording an episode. What? Yeah. (laughs) So, you may notice that we're not in the studio today, Nick. Yeah, I, I... Yeah... I've decided today that I thought we'd do something a little different. So I thought we might record today's episode live on location. It is a fairly remote location, as you may have noticed as we've been driving out into the countryside. Yeah, I kind of got distracted just chatting, but yeah, this is like, where? What? Why? So I have brought a new movie that we're going to watch tonight. Oh. The Blair Witch Project. Ah. And I thought, like, the perfect place to go and watch The Blair Witch Project would be kind of out in the out in the woods somewhere a little remote right a little bit maybe spooky um, yeah. initially I thought like a tent in the woods would be cool but yep. then I had the opportunity to we're going to a haunted cabin in the woods oh good <laughs> yeah. nothing ever goes wrong with those but no like between like the amount of visceral setup you did <laughs> for that episode like so we really did go out to the like we yeah we, there's no probably no reason because you're just listening to this you can't see any of it but we literally did go to the middle of nowhere and yeah. like went into the woods like there's, and, yeah. there's no like we we are not that good at sound design like if you if you do listen to it it is a very different sound environment yes, to, to what we normally do you can hear that is the actual car yeah. and that is the actual screams of us when we're being <laughs> mauled to death and no, well Look, and I mean, we, we, I guess we did play up that episode a little yeah. bit. Like, I was pretending that I'd done something for Milo and Otis. <laughs> Spoilers, I haven't. So, if you really want to listen- knew to- I was taking him somewhere, but he didn't really yeah. know that much about that no. episode. So- but in recreating that vibe to actually watch Blair Witch as well, because yeah. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. And then- And um, that was a big part of it, because yeah. um, it's impossible to recreate seeing Blair Witch for the first time when it came out. Mm. So, I just did my best to- you I guess definitely emulate that. As you, a good- you definitely did like and w- like 
and between other things that I was doing, I was starting to freak you out and you were freaking me out. So it was like, okay, let's let you know. And it was a freaky environment. It was yeah, cold. It was cold. Like the coldness was coming up my legs. My, out my voice the- was like legitimately screwed up. Yeah. But like the next day because of the air. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a fun time. But no, like, and not not necessarily just the environment that we watched it in, but then your actual pitch for the event. Yeah. Of the sequel to Blair Witch, I yeah. thought was all very, yeah, just. Just very surprising in 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 just content and presentation. It was it was I, I this this is one of the things I struggle with because we do spoilers have like our favorite or the best yeah. sequel that you know or, or best presentation I guess we've done on the podcast and just trying to pick one out of all of these it, has, been really, has been really really yeah. tricky. So I I put this one here because I thought no this this works for yeah. surprising because. I didn't expect it. Yeah, yeah, and well, it's that was a fair bit of work. It was it was all right, but it was a fair yeah. bit of work to organise. So, it's- and I mean, the film itself is like I said on the time at the time. It's it's something of an ordeal to watch. Yeah, as well, and the fact that you were able to amp it up to that degree for me to see it the first time too, it did give me a little bit of a kindred spirit for the people who did see it. Yeah, awesome. In, in the first cool. in the first instance. Well, so, I'm, ha- yeah. I'm happy to receive this one because it, I mm. it didn't even. Pop up when I was going back through. Mm. I think because you didn't write one for that one, I didn't look yeah. at it that closely. Oh, okay. As I went back down the, because yeah. obviously as I was going back through the list to pick yours, yeah, I, I didn't even really look that closely because you didn't write one on yeah, that. Yeah, episode. no, no. But, that was a really easy week for yeah, me. So just but, had to get murdered. But it was so I, yeah. I didn't even consider that you might pick that one, although. Hearing it, it makes sense. And, um, mm. But I'm glad glad to receive it. And mm. that was yeah, it was a hard kind of episode to make because it was a it was a long night between driving out and stuff so i'm glad that it, mm. it, you enjoyed it and, so, well i mean I'm, yeah. I'm glad you didn't muck up your voice for no reason either <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it yeah, awesome. for the toosie awesome so yeah thank you i accept the toosie our next category will be coming up soon mm. but we actually have our another news greeting isn't it amazing how many we got yeah. this is from another previous guest and also another podcaster so he'll be giving a little bit of shout out to his podcast i'm sure which as you well. should also listen to because, yeah, it's you really know, good. You got free well, time. You're listening and to actually, us. Actually, his is more like a live stream, so you can tune in and like be a part of it as well, which is actually very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got a little greeting from Quinny, who you will remember from our Transformers episode. Uh, I'm going to play that one now. Here's a shout out to Brendan and Nick, your brilliant host of that movie you love, the sequel, and of course, all the listeners from me, Quinny, and that's all of us here at the periodic table of awesome. I had an absolute ball this year exploring the Transformers sequels that we wish had been made, and that was before I'd seen the new one this year. And I'm hoping to come back for another episode sometime soon. Eh, we'll see. We hope you have a great holiday period, and hopefully you can join us in 2024 and hear the best of geek from week to week. We're on Twitter at uh, TPTOA and Instagram and threads as the periodic table of awesome, all one word. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year, and we'll see you guys around. Awesome. Thank you, Goody. You definitely are coming back. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we, yeah. We've, I think Transformers was actually our second movie that we were going to do with this. Yes, so. we actually had another yeah. one kind of scheduled, and then we realised Transformers was coming out, and we pivoted because we knew Goody was a big Transformers fan, yeah. So, uh, which I think was the right choice. And I like <laughs> that we've got another podcaster from the like, five five letters or digits yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. as, oh, a, cool. as the handle. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. Another person 
this podcast probably maybe has too many words in it, but um, yeah. No, but we, we abbreviate. Yeah, we, yeah. We adapt. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, thanks so much, Quinny. We hope to have you back soon. And certainly you should be listening to the periodic table. And I believe also. he was our first guest that brought the pressure down of having of having his own sequel yeah, to, pitched to his pitch own. his own yeah. as well. So that was... so. That was the gauntlet thrown for every future guest from that point. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I don't think many guests will probably take it up. But which I, which I don't blame them for no, either. It's it's quite it, a daunting thing it, if it you're is. not doing this every week. Um, so. We'll actually hear from another guest later, later on who also did it. But it, I think people are kind of shocked at how much... Like how hard it actually is, yeah. <laughs> which I don't, which I don't blame them for either. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, and we're doing it all the time, so I think we've kind of we're better at it than we used to be. Yes, like maybe, and this is the this is for you guys to judge whether our stories yeah. have gotten any better, but certainly the process of creating the show we've gotten better at. Yeah, so. it's it's gotten <laughs> it's probably like put it this way, it's it's kind of like the the flow is uncorked a little bit more. Yeah. Like it's it's not as much of a struggle to get through. Like yeah. writer's block is not as big a deal because I can just, because I know what I'm doing now, I can just go, okay, I'm just going to stop writing in that bit and going to jump down here and then I can do it all out yeah. of order and mementify it or whatever. But <laughs> we, we don't have the luxury of just leaving it to sit for a week. So, mm. yeah. and it was interesting because in our recent Kick-Ass Christmas, because our episode got delayed a little bit, I actually did have time to go back and it was that was cool too. Mm. But usually we're very rushed and that has led to us having to be, I think, just very thoughtful about how we use the time that we've got. And yeah. that has just meant that we've got good at writing things quickly. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're good things, but we are very good at writing and quickly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I kind of know my brain a bit better these days. And so generally speaking, I'm not that worried if I if we're three days out and I still haven't come up with anything. <laughs> Sometimes but, I'm worrying when yeah. it's like, I haven't written anything yet. But. Yeah. Look, I mean, I know I caused Brendan a bit of concern and I don't mean to, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's just how it has to be. It's and, very, it's yeah. very rare that we have had to postpone episodes, and actually, I think most times it's been more on my my end. But um, well, I mean, we've, we, we've had we've had COVID to contend with yeah, as well. We you, certainly had to postpone around those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> we have children, and children actually get sick, and yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think the fact that we got fifty episodes out in um, basically a year is. More, feels, it's actually more episodes than I thought we had. It so. feels pretty good. I mean, um, yeah. thinking about it, we did that first two Spider-Man ones back in May of twenty. Yes, our first season had some, wasn't it, some pre preloaded episodes. Yeah, twenty twenty three. When was it? Twenty twenty two. Wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, it was. That was kind of our test run just to see if we could do it. Yeah. And, and all of those kinds of things. So we yeah. did. That's why our second season is probably slightly shorter. And I think our second season is probably the length most of our seasons will be going forward. Yeah. We had quite a lot of lead up to our first season because we were learning how all this stuff works. And that was the whole uncorking that string. <laughs> yeah, really, it? yeah. So, so yeah. I think probably about 20 episodes is what you could expect for future seasons, I think, but I'm not yep. going to promise it. And certainly but- with like, you know, the odd rant here and there just to <laughs> pat it out. Yeah. You, <laughs> might, you might get a 10 episode season, you might get a tw- 30 episode season and it really kind of just depends on our and schedules. We, and or things, we might but- just run out of movies that we like, so <laughs> that's that's I mean, a problem. There's <laughs> quite a list though yeah. and it just, it actually seems to grow more than we tick things off. So yeah, well, that's true. I think we'll be right for a while. Hopefully. Uh, but with that, we, we've got- Sorry, a, yeah, we should actually move we, on with it. Uh, we've talked quite a lot of that, but I think mm. it's it's interesting. I think that's the thing with this. Like, it's an awards ceremony, and mm. that sounds a bit pretentious because we're giving awards to ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, dickheads. But, <laughs> but but it was more about being reflective, and I think looking back at the, the year that's been, which is very New Year's, and I think hopefully it's interesting for you guys to hear 
what we've learnt from the last year and how what we're going to maybe apply to next year. What and, we can teach you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh. Well, and, but I hope that maybe there might be some writers out there that um, – Oh, don't take everything that we do because- in, Yeah, in- I mean, we are like, I, I, well, I speak for myself here. I am as amateur as it <laughs> yeah, gets, right? Just- like, I'm literally writing some of these things three days out. And that's just, that's just my brain. Yeah. And, and, but I hope that you might catch some ideas or we do often talk about the thought process behind the, the mm. way that we make decisions or where I'll be like, this is too boring. I need to <laughs> like put something in here to throw, make it more dynamic. Thing, and, yeah. and I hope that side of things might help some people. So Sometimes you just watch a film and hate it so bad <laughs> that you think, nah, this is, this is going in a, this is going down a dark alley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think this is a good time to jump into our next category. Cause we've talked a lot about being creative, mm. but that's not really the premise of our show. Our no. premise of the show is to, is to, Sell out and make sequels, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're franchising, baby. <laughs> make it as cheaply as possible and make as much money as possible. But yep. so the, our next category really leans hard into that. Yes. Our, our next category is the most sequely sequel. So the, the, the I guess this is the most twosie of the twosies. Yeah, it really, is. It's, so. it's fu- we've got full twosie. It's two twosies. Yeah. Um, intense to intense, twosie intensifies. But we did kind of mention that Nick's tends to probably produce more like what feels like legitimate sequels that people could actually make whereas sometimes my sequels are things that no one will ever make and they would just sit in a drawer and no one sometimes well people, i mean some some of mine are certainly things that yeah. should not be made either like, sometimes people don't even want to listen to mine so <laughs> they're that distressing or, so well we um, need to put warnings on some of them but not yeah, all of them yeah not all of them yeah, no, we're all it right. rarely yeah. it rarely comes to that but yeah so i think nick had I think Nick has more to choose from, which actually made awarding this award very hard for me. So I'm interested to see what he thinks his most sequely sequel is while I grab a quick drink. Cool. All right. Well, I think my most sequel in the the one that I feel is a natural step from the previous one, even if, like, frankly, the budget for this probably would never happen. Yeah. But I feel my most sequely sequel out of everything I've sequeled was Velocipasta 2. Season 1, Episode 18. Velocipaster 2. Carol, I bought you some breakfast. Tap, tap, tap. The door falls from its frame and the room beyond is absolutely trashed. Carol? Huge deep claw marks cover three of the walls. The fourth is completely gone, along with Carol's bed. It's like someone literally ripped the room from the house. Carol? (laughs) Doug walks into the room. The floorboards are all torn up. Carol? Doug looks at the wall behind him. There's a a crude note has been clawed into the wall. Carol? The writing on the wall says, If you want her back, please come to North- the Northern Community Recreational Park at midnight. And don't try any tricks either. We know you're the Velocipa... The wall runs out of space for more writing. <laughs> Carol! No! Screams Doug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which was which was my feel because I just leant hard into that, you know, so bad is good vibe that that first one just nails so perfectly. Yeah. Which I hope was deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> but but that one 
that one I had an absolute blast riding. It was cool. so much and, fun. And I think they so, made I think they made or are making Velocipasta. They are actually too. making Velocipasta. So it'll be too, interesting so. to see if there's any crossover. If I get uh, a check for two bucks, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even really think of that one, but I, I think it's a good shout for sure. And I did struggle because, like I say, I've given the, you options. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there were quite a lot I could have picked from, and there were just like one good episodes, but I think nailed the brief of actually being like a sequel and feeling like something that they might actually make. And I think that one's a really good shout. But yes, the twosie for Nick's most sequely sequel goes to Ghostbusters Answer the Call 2. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 23, Ghostbusters 2. So Patty hears Jennifer in the office and pokes her head out and is like, you know, you could just call, and it's like, how are we going to call? No one's answering the phone. <laughs> so, how are you going to call? <laughs> yeah, no one ever asks, why are you going to call? Anyway, <laughs> so we learn of a problem with a bunch of sensible ghosts that were dredged out of the whole Gozer incident. So, Gozer's Hornet Rift and, yeah. and all this thing. But they're occupying City Hall, and they're just causing problems. A whole bunch of past New York mayors are actually making it impossible for the current mayor to govern, because <laughs> they all think they're the mayor. <laughs> so the Ghostbusters learn that they've banished the ethereal plane a little too well, right? So a whole bunch of souls are stuck on the wrong side, and no new ghosts are able to cross over. Yeah. So, and discontent is brewing. The nursing homes and hospitals are getting chaotic. Patients are pissed, their surgeons failed to save them, and old people are annoyed that they're still in the nursing home that they were longing to escape by the sweet <laughs> release of death. So. so I really like that episode, just generally. I like the concept quite a bit. I think you led into just doing what we were meant to be doing, <laughs> which was just making a sequel to that movie. They didn't get any sequels. It's unlikely to ever get any sequels because mm. the original Ghostbusters is back hard. Yes. We're getting the... Frozen, I forget what it's called. Ghostbusters Frozen something <laughs> coming out in March. So it was, it was going to be Hell's Kitchen or something. Wasn't it, it was called Firehouse at, Firehouse one, point. at one point. Yeah, yeah but, but that, I think it was just the working title. It, it's yeah. it's an icy one, and it's called yeah. Frozen something. Well, it's not Hell's Kitchen, then, is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's Hell's Freezer. <laughs> it's, but that one's coming out in March, so I think the chances of going back to you'll probably get a podcast as, episode of us talking about that. Actually, oh, well. definitely. Yep. <clears throat> but I think the chances of us going back to Ghostbusters. Answer the call. That universe is probably it's unlikely we're ever likely to see any more content yeah. come from that universe. But to see, which like, is a pity because yeah. it, I think it had its. Like I said, and I quite enjoyed that one. And yeah, it was very, me too. Me and too. It was very freeing to actually set something as a sequel to that because you could ape on the original Ghostbusters without actually having to do it either. So and you yeah. could see where the sequel could have gone, and you did kind of include that kind of in your opening a little bit. But then you also did something to me that was, like, really creative and different but felt very Ghostbusters. And, I, I like, I love Ghostbusters and that's been pretty clear for, yeah. throughout this show. That is but- that that is actually feels so nice to have that high praise from you in particular because I was, like, not worried, but it was one of those things of, like, I, I want to nail this tone. Yeah. Because it's a very specific feeling and i remember watching ghostbusters the first time i was probably a few years ago now but you know it was just one of those things that was on and i don't think i got into it as much as i did yeah actually studying it for this because it was like what do people like about this and you know bill murray's got his own sort of style of humor as well that sometimes it's a bit hard to get on board that and you know but this one was really you know 
this time around it was it was a lot more enjoyable. So yeah, yeah. so because so I, really... I watched every Ghostbusters before I did this <laughs> yeah. as well. So. <laughs> Which you didn't need to do it. No. I, I I like that you did, and everyone should watch every Ghostbusters. So yeah. that's that's part of it. But yeah, I think it's why. I'd, well, I had a lot of fun writing my episode, which was this weird multiverse thing that had, like, it, yeah. I, I jumped on- You, the, you did the, Ghostbusters Endgame, really. Yeah, like. yeah. I jumped on the new hotness, which is multiverses, and it's yeah. probably a bit played out, and I pulled everything in. And while it was fun, this is one where, like, undoubtedly, I would just say that your episode was way better than mine, that, that on oh. Ghostbusters. And definitely- in our long-running debate that's gone throughout the course of the last couple of seasons about whether fans should write things or whether we should get new creatives in. Yeah. I think that was certainly one of those big votes for we need new ideas rather than just people that recycle mm. what's come before. So, well, I mean, that was the other thing, though. It was very recycled. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> True. But I think but the thing is how you recycle it as well. Yes. Like, if you're doing it just for the sake of, like, this excites me, then that's not serving the story that you're telling. So that's probably the line to walk, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, but I really like it. So the mm. Toosie uh, goes to Ghostbusters Answer the Call 2 for oh. most sequel sequel. Fantastic. Thank you. That is That feels really nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week get to Brendan's most sequely sequel. Yeah. And I guess I need to go with what I uh, thought and kind of counter to Nick's. Mm. When I look back through my list, I was like, should I even be on this show? Like, <laughs> like absolutely, of- <laughs> you should be on this show, man. <laughs> like all of my singles, uh, not all of my singles, but a lot of my singles are like weird, or they're <laughs> things that no one would ever want to make, or they're like you had you had fun with Velocipasta. But that's what makes drama. this show fun to listen to. I- I honestly, so. though, like, but it, it's, but it, it does need make- some variety in it. It does also make awarding the most sequely sequel to myself very hard. <laughs> um, so what I ended up going with, and I'm interested to see whether you landed on the same one, because I think your pool is probably a lot smaller than mine was. I went with Commando 2. Season 2, Episode 7. Commando 2. Jenny pulls two huge carving knives from the knife block and tucks them into the belt loops of her mum jeans. The door is torn to pieces by gunfire. The Cadillac takes off, one thug firing at it from the window. I think... It felt like like we are getting a lot of those kind of nostalgia reunion movies. Yeah, where, well, like you know, Blade Runner. We, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, obviously, and where yeah. we jump back into Indiana like Jones. A, yeah, yeah, Indiana Jones. Like yeah, we jump yeah. back into a universe from like twenty years earlier, and we see yeah. where the characters are at now. Like that's quite a popular thing. You've got your Rockies, your Rambo's. Every it's every action, Creed now. Isn't yeah, it, so. every every action franchise has kind of done it, mm. and that's kind of what I did with Commander. So the reason I picked it for most sequel sequel is one. For, for myself, anyway, is one, I felt like it felt like that story could have just picked up and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I did really lead hard into staying in universe and trying to use the characters that exist. Mm-hmm. But also I thought it was pretty good, all things considered, because yeah. it was a it's a flimsy premise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's well, why I went with Commander. Well, yeah, being, being I guess, a bit of a cheat on this whole honourable mention thing, I will definitely give an honourable mention to Commando 2, but it is not what I picked as my okay. number one. So I'm interested because I've got no idea. Brendan, the most sequel sequel. I, I picked your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, because cool. Season 1, Episode 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. It's New York. Surprise, surprise. The distant future of 2023. Slower. Jones pulls out a cricket bat and clobbers Leo. Smashing him backwards, he hits a window, going straight through. Leonardo sighs as he falls through the air in slow motion. The title appears, The Last Ronin. 
Yes, it's okay. it felt like you could very easily take the the two. There's only two movies yeah. from the from the <laughs> early nineties that you can you can do a, a third one too there. Yeah. Um, and you only watched two, so you wouldn't know whether it <laughs> yeah, 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 no, there's only two as far as everybody is concerned. But that felt true to the universe. It was your own unique spin on that Ronan story that, you know, is is also very cool. And it felt true to that universe in in both substance and style. So that one was one that I was actually vibing for. Because again, my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I very much leaned into reboot in the way I described the characters and the way they looked and the way they acted and all those things. But you stayed true to those original 90s movies. And I thought that was really, really cool. Um, awesome. And I think that would really stick the landing and be something that would be appreciated by fans and newcomers to that franchise. Especially... Being in, in that kind of nostalgia sequel feeling as well, actually. So, yeah, because, yeah, it definitely yeah. fits the bill of picking yeah. up a sequel now, like, exactly, yeah. like Commando did. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, except I think there was more breadth to be creative in that world than there yes. probably is in the Commando world. Well, like, well that, that, was, yeah. that was probably the other thing that nudges Commando off it just slightly for me. Like, yeah. while Commando, like, let's be honest, it's an Arnie movie, so he's just going in there to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah, and one of the more basic yeah. ones. Like yeah, in a just go in and like- shoot everybody and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but but this this had path- it was. I hope I say this word right, patho- pathos. Yeah. Um, pathos, whatever. And it, yeah, it, I was feeling stuff, man. Like I was, well, I was almost tearing up with some of the stuff that went down in that movie. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that because this is, so we do a lot of voices in the show and mostly the doing voices for me is just, to try and make it easier for you guys to follow. So I'd have to keep saying who's talking and stuff. So yeah. I end up doing the voices. But I, for whatever reason, that vo- that one, I think maybe because I've heard Turtles so many times, <laughs> I I had these real clear voices it, it, as as it came through. And yeah. it was just interesting because they didn't necessarily sound like, like I didn't sound like Corey Feldman. Like I don't, I'm not that good at voices anyway. But in that one, I felt like I was just getting real deep into character at times. Mm. And there was some stuff with the Donatello bit at the end where, like, because I'm trying to act, and again, mm. I'm not not a great actor by any means, but I was trying to act that I was almost tearing up reading the lines. Mm. So yeah. it's cool to hear that it affects people. And I think outside of our weird James Gunn episode, it's <laughs> it's one of our most popular episodes as well. So yeah. it's it's nice to hear How that, that, that one's that connected. How did that get to be the top episode? <laughs> I will never know. Like, I sound like crap. I'm on a phone for pity's sake for most of it, I think. Anyway. But, but yeah, that one- It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a very fun episode. But, yeah, to yeah. hear that that one- Worked and it's interesting because mm. right after the Ghostbusters one, where we talked mm. about having new blood coming in and reviling yeah. franchises, this was the other end of that debate, yes. I think. Where maybe I hope that, and I've got a twosie, so I think yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I, I can say this like confidently now yes. that having that knowledge of, of the fandom made my feel better. Yes. So, yeah, it was- so I think again, it does it. It comes down to I don't think it's a question of fans should write or fans shouldn't write, but I think there has to be understanding of what a fan brings in. Definitely, um, yeah. Good and bad. Yes. Because, like you say, New Blood can come in and do real good, but a fan can come in and do real bad. Yeah. So it's just a case of understanding what you're bringing in and yeah. avoiding the bad and bringing the good. So, and I think yeah. whether you're new or a fan, understanding not just what you like about it, but what 
lots of people like it, like trying to discover whatever the spirit is. Yeah. Because you don't want to go too far away from that. Yeah. But you I know also- a lot of things that appeal to me do not appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, right? Tracy think- absolutely hates a lot of those. Like, I, I love this film, Burn After Reading. Have you seen it? I don't think so. There's, <laughs> oh, it, it's this black comedy and it is just the most, like- uh, like it's not like insanely dark, but it is. It gets pretty dark, but yeah. it is just so like hilariously funny. And and Tracy hates it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I get why. Yeah, but it's just something that just I don't know. It just hits a, a vein with me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here for this. So yeah, I, I shout out that movie, Men Who Stare at Goats. Have you seen yeah, that one? I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Similar. Not not quite as dark, but similar kind of vibe vibe as that as yeah. well. So yeah, I, I think what we kind of have discovered Sorry, yeah. with that as well. Mm. Is that there are perils on both sides, and I think the the one for new people is maybe missing what people actually like about the first one to begin with. Yes, I think that's a big peril as a new person coming in that doesn't understand the franchise. Yep. But the other side is just get lost up your own butt, which is yeah. what happens if you're really into something. I, and, that, like, and that was the thing that really hit me with Star Wars was because I've been following this thing since like I was a kid, and I got all the books and all the like visual dictionaries, incredible cross sections, all of that stuff. So. I think I also came at, aim, at it from, like, George Lucas's viewpoint as well. Like, he, yes. he has a background in anthropology, so it's about society and about, you know, people and all these other things. And, you know, he's built this fantasy world. And then I was like, oh, yeah, let's go to, you know, I can't even remember. Wait, was it Wayland? Was the planet? I can't remember. But, yeah, it was just all of this stuff where it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm dropping all of this. And I was like, this document is like 12 pages long (laughs) what the hell (laughs) and it's worth noting while i won't be giving a twosie to to your star wars no um, it doesn't deserve one either no no. but i actually enjoyed it but uh, i was recently on the off my shelf podcast and i mentioned that you that you were doing the christmas episode as and i i'd kind of given it as to you as a redemption story and and tracy talked about how much she liked your star wars episode so thank you tracy i appreciate it it's worth noting that I don't think everyone's as hard as on that episode as maybe Nick is himself yeah, as well. It was, so. it was one of those things where it was like, this is spiralling out of control and I've put too much in it to not present it now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think- But you, yeah, sorry, we should stay uh, on topic. Yeah. But I, no, I think- your, your Turtles was awesome and I loved it. Well, cool. And uh, I'm glad to hear it because it's one that I'm probably most proud of. So, mm. yeah, I think I, I really enjoyed it. Toosie so, awarded and so, it's deserved. Yes. So, the Toosies for the most sequely sequel have been now awarded. We're going to jump into the- the last of our categories in just a second. But before that, we have a greeting from uh, Ben from, well, he'll kind of introduce himself in a minute. But Ben hasn't been at our podcast. He probably is going to be in the in the new year. But I was recently on his podcast. So I would just like to play a quick message from Ben. G'day, Brendan and Nick. This is Ben representing Toy Power Podcast. And I just want to wish you both a happy New Year's. And I really hope you guys had a good Christmas too. Uh, I hope you guys are sobered up from the New Year's celebrations and I cannot wait to see what 2024 has installed for that movie you like, the sequel. Cannot wait for you to touch on more franchises and more titles and predict and pitch what a potential sequel could look like. Very exciting podcast you guys do, so keep up the great work. This has been representing Toy Power Podcast, signing off. I'll see you around the toy aisles. So thank you, Ben. Thank uh, you, Ben. That's really Power. cool. Thanks, they, ben. They've got a full cast. They've got sort of four regular hosts. So it, it's nice to hear from Ben representing the guys. I was recently on the Toy Power Podcast. I mm. have 
kind of mentioned that on a social media, but maybe this is the first to hear about it. So you should definitely- I specifically w- listened to that episode because I <laughs> think we're I'm probably a little self-centered with what I listen to. <laughs> but <laughs> but like, it's interesting to learn about you yeah, a bit more. Well, and if you're into action figures generally, you should just definitely be listening to Toy Power Podcast. It's There's a few toy podcasts, and this is the only one I regularly listen to because it's easily the best. But They know their stuff. Like, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was learning things. It, it's a great show. And yeah. they've, they've been going for- I think five years at this point. So there's a, a so whole got a few more than fifty episodes. Yeah, there's, there's plenty. Of, I think it was like three hundred something that they oh, recently wow. recently. We are for. we are, but you know, oh, we are the sweet summer children <laughs> of, yeah. of podcasts. No, they're, they're old school. They've been doing it for a while. And they they produce one. It's a great podcast, but one of their favorite. My favourite kind of episodes that they do is they will get a collector on and talk to them about their collecting habits and what they collect. And even if it's not something you're interested in, it's it's always a really interesting thing to listen to someone else's perspective on collecting and toys. Because, I mean, passion is visceral, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. And, like, I don't, I, I can recommend any of the ones where they've had a collector on, but, like, there's one... And, and, I think maybe his name was Damien, and he came on to talk about his gem and the holograms collection, oh. uh, which is like an 80s kind of pop cartoon. And um, I don't know anything about gem and the holograms, but it's a fantastic episode. and just really interesting to hear about why he loves it and what he looks at when he's collecting. And so I was lucky enough to – I've been a part of their Patreon over at Toy Power for a while now, so I've, I've been part of their community for a long time. But it was awesome to be invited on and to talk about my toy stuff. And I'm very passionate about toys. I'm very into toy photography, which we don't really talk about on here. No, so no it was you- actually very interesting to learn about that with you because <laughs> I've, I've obviously been following what you do, but not necessarily listening to how you – talking to you about how you do it and things. So, yeah. Yeah, that was nifty. So I think it's – we'll definitely put it up again for people to go back and listen to. And you should just be listening to Toy Power anyway if you're into this stuff. But yeah. definitely go and have a listen to mine because it also gives a little bit of an insight into my history. I talk about about the films that I'm into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talk about that on this show. But because of what we do, we've got a concept that we're always kind of pushing towards. And so <laughs> if you want a little bit more about me and, and things like that, head over to Toy Power Podcast and don't just listen to my episodes. Tune in weekly. It's great to hear about news and stuff. And I think we're probably going to be doing some more stuff with those guys going forward. Uh, I can't talk too much more because schedules are hard to line up and things, but mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be uh, doing more with them in the we future. We are part of the uh, podcast extended universe <laughs> and we are. we are cementing ourselves in as much as we can. So yeah, It'll be very cool to have a collab. They're also just... <laughs> Really lovely dudes. Oh, yeah. Another thing, if you if you aren't all the way convinced on Toy Power yet, they have like a legitimate celebrity on this show too. So Trent, who's one of the hosts of the show, was on Lego Masters and like went all the way to the finals. So like they, oh, cool. these guys know their stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the Toy Power podcast. Fantastic. And next we have our final category for tonight, which is best story so i guess as but this is our kind of if we were going to have a gold toozy <laughs> this this would be the gold toozy i suppose this is the one that you have kept you up all night waiting for so. <laughs> yes so it's like just let me see this <laughs> thing and go to bed yep but i think this this is going to be a really interesting category i think so mm. first up we're going to go with a nick's best story the toozy for nick's best story i'm really interesting to know what he thinks i might have picked for that well it, it it's kind of already been touched on but i honestly thought my ghostbusters 2 was probably the the best one i did because like you say it, it fit the brief and it was probably the most enjoyable story of mine that i've in, that, 
I enjoyed Tetley and enjoyed listening back to, honestly. So, but yeah, we've already talked about that one. So yeah, I and I was that's... very, very careful not to award the same thing twice mm. because I wanted to give an opportunity to talk about a few different ones. Yeah, but I mean, I, my, I, my I, other one was the Hansel and Gretel. Honestly, that was that yeah, was again and, my and my weirdly, so. I haven't mentioned Hansel and Gretel at all on mine, and yeah. uh, I know that you're. You were a big fan of that one. So, <laughs> of my own work, yeah. yes. <laughs> so let's see. As much as I can be. What did the toozy for Dick's best story go to? Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, 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 there we are. Season 1, Episode 12, Disney Classics. Klaus burst into the home, and upon feeling an overwhelming sense of relief at finding the twins, he is enraged. So he confiscates Hansel's stones and, you know, finds all the things like lengths of thread, a bottle of paint, anything he could use to leave a trail. And he stops short of taking the gingerbread, sensing that he may have overdone it, inventing his anger. So he just sheepishly gives that back and, you know, grumpy, but not going to be a total ass. <laughs> so the trio depart once more and they're quite hungry as they've not had any time to go hunting and have breakfast. So Hansel however starts leaving small trails of gingerbread as a trail home and at this point we sense a rift has formed between the kids and their uncle and, so, <laughs> uh, and that was going like quite a ways back yeah, in terms that, of that our was adaptation week one of like you the, know the first one the first one yeah, yeah the, it was only a fortnight it wasn't a month yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we probably need to rein adaptation week in a bit it does deviate a bit too far from sequel land doesn't yeah. it <laughs> You do whatever we want. It's our show. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Hansel Gretel was my pick for like some of the reasons that you picked. You mentioned at the yeah. start. I think just in terms of telling a story, it was adaptation week, which does allow. I mean, we still reined in because we're still adapting something that exists. We can't go yeah. too far astray. Mm. And but what I found is like when you picked Hansel and Gretel, mm. I remember I, the look on your face. I was actually. just like, are you, like, yeah. Are you sure there's enough there? It's kind of what just, I was just thinking. To, just to yeah. describe Brendan's face, his head tilts, his eyes narrow, <laughs> and he goes, hmm, uh, and I was, really? <laughs> and I was even like, oh, like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, I, in my mind, I just did, and this was early on too, so yeah. I, we hadn't kind of proved ourselves to each other as much as we have mm. now. Like, now I think if he sees to Hansel and Gretel, I'd just be like, oh, I guess he knows what he's doing. But <laughs> at this point, I was like, I just couldn't imagine, like, it's such Mate, a- we're doing a podcast. We've got to do it interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't think people care about Hansel and Gretel. And-, <laughs> and I mean, I didn't really either, like I said, but it was more the Disney shape yeah. that this yeah. had to take. So. And I lo- but that is what I think you nailed really well, is so you understood what the Disney aspect of it was and you went and you also added more stuff to it. So mm. you had, like, the characters were deeper and there was more story and there was... Mm. But it still... S- and there was, like, some of the problematic elements of it as well. I had to kind of <laughs> yeah, twist yeah. a little to, yeah, to make them... Shave some of those edges off yeah, so they fit yeah. the Disney product. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever be working for Disney after I did that Roger Rabbit one. <laughs> maybe, like, we'll just be, we'll just be having, like, you know, we'll just have to quietly delete that one from existence <laughs> and do the whole holiday special <laughs> treatment. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think to me that one, it was just really well-rounded. The story was good. It was interesting. It didn't fit like any of the other awards either, Mm. but I wanted to recognise it. So it was Mm. – maybe I could have got it in the biggest surprise and like you Mm. kind of talked about. But I really do think when I was going back through, just in terms of best story Mm. to me was like, okay, do all of the parts of this work? Is there beginning, middle, and an end? Because sometimes, because of the way we do it, there yeah. aren't all of those parts. Like, sometimes we skip past things. But this had 
it did have everything there, yeah. and I think I, I think this one definitely had my best setup and payoff of of all of the things I've done because a lot of the times I like it is how I write, and sometimes these things are things that I would have to visit back. Like I think Galaxy Quest is probably my most rushed of everything I did. Okay, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed it, and I think I'd managed to nail the landing. But uh, I got to admit, some of the stuff I was saying at the end there, I was coming up with on the fly, <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't great, but. Yeah, that one was like, oh, uh, because I remember the moment where I figured out how I was going to, like, I mean, you know, I'm going to spoil the thing, so go back but and listen I to it if you want have, to. But uh, heard Hansel and Gretel yeah, anyway. Well, and it's actually, but like, yeah. like but, but it was more like, how do I finish this off? And yes. it was basically like, oh, okay, I'll just make the crow emulate the old woman and it makes it slightly less awful and, you know, a bit more like, you know, not just th- kids throwing them into a into a cage, but, yeah, you know, it, was, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. And I think it is fun and that's that's probably a big part of, t- to me, what I was mm. looking for, I guess, in this category. But I think, and maybe this comes from it being a simpler story, so you had mm. a really clear foundation that you could then just build good stuff on top of. Yeah. But I think that one nailed it and- You've written lots of great stories, so it was hard to just pick one specifically. Mm. But I think Hansel and Gretel just stood out to me. It has always stood out to me as, yeah, as a same. good one. I, I hope I've not peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I do want to do better, and I think like we'll be taking a bit of an actual break. Yes, in between this and our next season, because not not just because it takes a time to to build up a backlog, but also I think it we need a little bit of time between starting our backlog <laughs> yeah. as well because it is becoming a bit, like, I don't know, it's just been feeling really hectic as, as time's gone on and it's like, no, I want to take a breath and just, you know. But don't worry, we won't be gone too long. We won't be, but, going, yeah. we won't be gone too long. <laughs> but, but we will take but, some actual time. But we will time. take some actual time We, off, we haven't got our next one scheduled and we'll yes. probably, I think, at least take a break over the holidays before yes. we start to schedule season three. Um, yes. We've got movies, we've got a huge list of movies that we might pick from, yes. but we haven't. I haven't said to Nick, yeah. hey, this is what we're doing next time. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, and, we're, and we're not going to assign anything. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, it we might do be, need a holiday. <laughs> yeah, and we might we might come back in March or something to talk Ghostbusters, I, th- I reckon. Yeah, but, yeah. We'll, um, we'll be around. Yeah, we'll, uh, be, we'll be, you know, we'll get the itch and we'll definitely be wanting to talk out and reach, yeah. reach out to our uh, listeners. So, in in yeah. the meantime, since mm. we have recorded this episode and when the episode comes out, there's actually a secret episode that Nick doesn't even know about coming <laughs> coming out on Christmas Eve. So... I don't, uh, yeah. Was I even present for that? Or- <laughs> you, you can know anything what it is. Yeah. So, Did um, you do that thing where you broke into my house and just recorded my, <laughs> my, my sleep talking to... But by the time you've... But by the time this episode comes out, you could go and see what that secret episode was. Yeah, that'd be um, interesting. So. so there'll be lots of little bits and pieces b- before season three starts. Yep. But yeah, there'll be at least a couple of months off before oh, we yeah, come yeah. back with some new stuff. Because we wanted to do good stuff too. There's no point just doing stuff for the sake yeah. of doing it. And I mean, um, I don't, I don't want to necessarily have every third act just be they fight. <laughs> yes, because that seems to be something that I fall back on quite a lot, and I <laughs> need to temper myself a bit. <laughs> yeah, but yep. yeah. So the two Z for Nick's best story was Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Recognition at last. But yes, now uh, enough of, of fluffing my ego. It's time for the the actual final. <laughs> you know, drum roll, please. <laughs> I don't know why I ended up being second. Huh? Yeah, oh, but no, yeah, well, the, this, the this final is, award for the night. It's actually is, not our final award. Well, we it's our second super final. secret award. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the last one we're giving to each other. So yes. I suppose <laughs> it's kind of the the, the ultimate award. Isn't it? <laughs> so, so the so, ultimate Tuzi, the platinum Tuzi, the platinum Tuzi for, for Brendan's best story. So what I thought, and I'm not going to talk about it yeah, for very yeah. long. Ninja Turtles was my yeah. pick for myself. So and, um, we've, and we've awarded that one because yeah. I, I, I I did again like this was one of the things between I wanted to I didn't have as big a list like you say of like a sequel sequel 
and that one did nail that for me. Yeah. You not to say that you haven't done sequely sequels. Yeah, there's I, a few. I would, there's definitely <laughs> yeah, a few. Yeah. Um, but but that was my favourite of those. Um, I do want to give an honourable mention to uh, again. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> Just like you know, not it didn't it didn't get necessarily the the biggest surprise award, but I wanted I do want to acknowledge that that one. When I listened to it, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> but it, are we going to be cancelled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like are we like we're we putting this up on the internet, really. <laughs> but from I have quite a professional job. Is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like people know me. I've got I'm on IMDb for some reason. But like that was just so well crafted. For what it is, <laughs> and and a very visceral. For what thing. it is, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it, as I say, it's a sequel to Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Who's expecting anything and, from that? And we've mentioned this throughout the series. Like this is not new if you've been listening. But Nick's not hugely into horror and dark things no, like no, that either. So, but I I can appreciate the art yeah, that goes cool. into it, and cool. and that feeling of unease and things is is like. There's there's two things that are like it's easy to make people laugh. That's that's probably on the on the hierarchy of things that you can do in a in a writing story. It's it's to make people laugh. That's supposed to that's one of the easiest things, or at least it seems to be. Yeah, making people viscerally like cringe is is <laughs> is close. But making them scared that's that takes a lot of skill. I think making them cry is probably the the hardest one of those things to do yes but yeah that those those are the things so but anyway like i say honorable mention to eat pray love because it does <laughs> it like it's, i as it sat with me and it's just been part of my nightmares yeah it's, it's an interesting <laughs> it's, episode because it's yeah. not winning any awards but we've talked about it more than any other yeah. episode and, so. and it, like i say i've sat with it a long time and it's one of those things where i think it does need that time buffer to marinate as it is but yeah i just wanted to say that but anyway Getting back to the actual topic of Brendan's best story, and certainly the one that I enjoyed listening to the most, was Brendan's Star Wars story. Okay. Season 1, Episode 17, A Star Wars Story. The archaeologists cower, not sure what to do, when suddenly the dragon is hit in the head by an arrow. It falls down dead. Oh. They look across to see a small group of Ewoks standing on the balcony opposite them. A female with feathers braided into her hair, a black Ewok with a white painted face, and a thin scraggly Ewok look down at them. Max waves in appreciation for the save. The three Ewok raise their paws, waving back. An arrow suddenly hits Max right in the eye, immediately killing him. A fourth Ewok steps out of the darkness, wearing a worn stormtrooper mask and chest armour, holding a bow and arrow. He takes aim at Dad. Dab runs back down the hall around a corner, the Ewok leaping down from the balcony in pursuit. She hears the echo of tiny feet at her back and wild screams as she runs down a dark hallway. It's obvious she's made a wrong turn, but she just keeps running. She can hear them getting close. Which I, like I say, I contrast this because I obviously came off it as a like just a rambling like super special interest fan <laughs> with with my story, and then Brendan just if knocks- you if you like X Wings like seriously though, yeah. if you if you're into X Wings you should definitely listen to the next episode like <laughs> it's it's not quite Top Gun but it's nah, and, anyway. and I, I mean this in like a positive way it's, it kind of sounds a bit critical but there were times where I was going cross eyed because I could because as someone who's not deep into Star Wars there yeah. were times I was struggling to follow it but if you're into that like. 
it's super cool. I mean, so- like, yeah, if you're into Star Wars, give it give it a listen. I don't think it's necessarily going to be, you know, lighting up the multiplexes anytime soon, but <laughs> but no. And then Brendan comes in and just wipes the floor with this absolutely <laughs> incredible, like, Ewok story that I was, again, not necessarily- it sounds mean, and I don't want it to sound mean, but I wasn't necessarily expecting anything I, I, like I, as as enjoyable as what we got. <laughs> and it was like a a fun, like almost Guardians of the Galaxy, but again, that your style of of, of horror built in because. In the movies, like the the Ewoks are kind of written off as like, oh, they're they're just these fluffy teddy bears that were put in there by marketing to sell toys when the yeah. Return of the Jedi came out. Because obviously, Empire Strikes Back traumatized everyone, so <laughs> this was like, no, no, no we got to bring it back. We got to bring back the kids. But then, obviously, there is actually the very real thing that they are about to cook our main heroes, <laughs> and you just lean into, oh yeah, these things are actually wild animal kind of creatures that will hunt you down and kill you and and obviously have spice and all these other things. (laughs) And it's it's a really fun episode and I could see this as being part of the Star Wars, like, extended universe of stories that they're telling in, you know, various mediums and things. We've not really gotten our Star Wars version of, I guess, like, Deadpool, like, bringing that R rating into into anything that is in that... that area i suppose yeah and this i think could have this i think would probably be it like for me it was it was was something i I really enjoyed and i I, say that as a star wars fan too didn't even didn't even consider that this might win a toosie but i'm very happy to to receive it it's hard to say what your best is because it's also down to individual tastes so but this is this is my award to give (laughs) and this is the one i most enjoyed because it's obviously just speaking to me as a fan and you know it was a lot of fun and i enjoyed it a lot and i listened back to it every now and then again so and i think kind of like how you probably felt with the ghostbusters one Mm. when you got the toosie for ghostbusters is it's nice to be recognized for writing one something way outside your comfort zone like mm. i'm not i don't know like i like star wars fine but I, i'm definitely not a super fan i haven't seen everything you haven't got I've like seen, the, the the replica helmets no like I i've seen the movies I've, i haven't seen all the shows i haven't seen most of the anime stuff i've never read any of the books like i'm i'm a fairly skin deep interest level in it mm. and so it's nice to have someone that likes that property recognized mm. A contribution to it, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Um, so it's very nice to hear that. And it was something that I like, and this is probably the time to give the toosie for a special honourable, you know how in, in the award shows they'll give like a an honourable toosie? Like, so it's not for a specific thing. Oh, like, but a, it's the, like the Achievement a, Award yeah, or the, the li- award. Lifetime Achievement so Award. So I'd like to give yeah. the Lifetime Achievement Award to, for this uh, toosies to my aunt's pirated movie collection <laughs> that, that had such a big impact on my interests and likes. And You've just pulled another category out of your butt. Now <laughs> I've got to think of something. No, it's fine. Yeah. But I think... I always had this connection to Ewoks, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and not not so much to the bigger Star Wars universe. Yeah. And those but, movies- that, but that's a corner you entered on. Yes, so, yeah. So I, I was like, yeah. I know how to, I know these, and yes. I can I can work with these. And so it's it's really nice to get recognition for that. And I think it is a fun story. Mm. It's got a really good the sound design. I, I was quite happy with how that episode yeah, came out yeah. too. So no, thank you. I really mm. appreciate that one. So we actually have one more award tonight, but we have this another- isn't this isn't to each other though. So no, it's not no. to each other, and we will announce it in just a second just going to um we're going to hear from another one of our previously esteemed guests hi this is tracy james from off my shelf a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf where i talk about dvds in my collection 
2024 is here. It's a leap year, so you have an extra day to be awesome and listen to amazing movie podcasts like this one and mine. Happy listening. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you very much, <laughs> Tracy. Yes, yes. yes. So, Tracy, uh, previous guest from our Galaxy Quest episodes. Yes. The other guest who took on the challenge of writing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I, again, very impressed by, you know, because it was also interesting that hers, in a way, kind of preempted a little bit of yours, yeah. <laughs> which I yes. thought was really cool. So. so, her podcast, Off My Shelf, very much you should be going in over there and listening, especially while you've got a break. So, you've yeah. got- You've got some space in your schedule while until we come back. Yeah. So head over to Off My Shelf. And I was actually on the recent Christmas special episode. Yes. So I, I was meant to, but I forgot that I also had to look <laughs> after my kids and just my nieces, niece and nephew. And it was not like, you know, I don't lament doing that, but I was like, I... I kind of sad I missed out but you know, yeah, it, is it, it, is. it was a lot of fun because of the time difference because yes. Tracy is Canadian and all of her other guests are Canadian they so were it was a bit it, of day drinking as they well. were in the middle of the night and I was drinking at lunchtime <laughs> just to be part of the group but I had so much fun and this is the second time I've been part of her Christmas specials and she really went out of her way to make sure that I could fit in because again with time differences sometimes that's yep. hard to, to schedule uh, and I will go back every year and do it if I'm able yep. because and it's I, just so I fun. I will try to get to one of these at one point <laughs> myself so but, um, yeah if, it's yeah. something that I haven't really had I maybe talked about it very actually on our Galaxy Quest episode I talked a little bit about my love of Alf and <laughs> we picked Christmas specials so for her Christmas for the Off My Shelf Christmas specials, she has a whole crew of guests. It's not just one person. It's like five of us. Uh, mm. Actually, it was probably more than that. And mm. uh, we all came in with different Christmas specials, and I picked this classic Christmas special. That if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. The ALF Christmas special. So if you want to hear me talk about ALF and how much I love ALF, and also hear many people react to what is one of the more disturbing and out there Christmas specials that maybe exists, you should definitely go over to the Off My Shelf podcast. Start with that episode and then, again... Spiral out from there. Yeah, she's, she's got a lot of movies lot, and, that she talks about. And yeah. And yeah and this quite a good backlog. Longer than our show, too. So yeah. if you like a, like a long-form podcast, she definitely highly recommended. Mm. But we have our final award for the night. Mm. This one is not going to us, though. The Toosie for... Uh, our final category is going to go to 2023's best sequel. Yeah. So we'll, I think we'll probably both kind of put in some honorable mentions, and then we'll yeah. see if we can come to an agreement on 2023's best sequel. The the thing is, mm-hmm. as I look at the list, there's many that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. So, there were a few like. So I might yeah. go down our list for 2023's best sequel. This is yes. not every sequel that came out in 2023, but I did create a list of notable films yes. and i'm pretty sure that the majority of our beginning ones we, we haven't seen so we're just going to go down the list so our first one john wick 4 have you seen it i have not actually haven't yet. seen it no, either no. I've, I've seen like number one of john yeah, wick i've so, not seen so the rest it's, yet. it's really good and i hear good yeah. things about the sequels but i haven't seen yeah. john wick 4 it's, it's, the, the first one was very slick and i enjoyed it and i do mean to watch the other three yeah. but it's but just not eligible time for- not yeah. eligible for Tuesday. Haven't so, seen it. We're going to get through this list quick. We might. Fast 10. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise. It's on my Netflix watch list. It just came on Netflix. I'm going to watch it this week. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen, seen it. it. Haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, Exorcist Believer. Haven't seen it. No. Nope, Creed 3. Really want to see it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Same. I haven't. Okay. We're starting to get into ones that 
Some of us have seen. So, yep. Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. I've seen that and I don't want to spoil it for Brendan. I didn't hate it. it yeah, I have it But it's, it's, it's not as good as it, it used to be. It's, it's still, not going to win. Yeah, so, we yeah. can skip past Indiana Jones. Yeah. Did you see Mission Impossible? I saw the trailers. They looked really cool. <laughs> and I saw some behind the scenes. But so It's I, a part one, man. I don't want to watch like a pre-sequel to it. <laughs> well, that might be interesting when we talk about what might be on the category for winners later. Yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I did see the last one um, because I've just seen random Mission Impossibles. I haven't seen like all of them. I've just picked and choose, and I was way considering th- that it was like the what is it like the seventh or eighth? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, like there's a lot of impossible missions that uh, you know, and I've heard that this new one's really good. So yeah. like I've heard that it's really good. So it could well be, it might be 2023's best. Single, but it's not going to get a two. Un- unfortunately, but, uh, to be to be eligible for <laughs> at least the one award, of us needs to have at seen least it. one of us needs to have seen it. Yeah, so and, and yeah. probably both of us. But um, yeah, probably. But I haven't seen it. But I, I hear it's really good. And the last one, which I think was called like Fallout or something, I randomly saw it on a work trip, and I was like blown away at how good it was. And that's, to the point that's that the one like, with Henry Cavill in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I should go back and watch more of these. I haven't done, mm. but I should. I should. So not going to win, but no. probably. Like probably a some of these contender. some of these should but just won't because we've just <laughs> not, not had time to see them at the cinema. Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Have you seen it? I did see it, and, oh, I, okay. and I saw it in three D. Um, yeah. Did it come out this year or was it last year? The, I think it was this year. Yeah, the beginning of this it's, year. Yeah. Like what is time anyway? Like it, it's <laughs> yeah. been it's been a crazy couple of years, man. Like you know we had the whole like decade of twenty twenty, and it was Avatar to me is just like a movie that. Like, I've seen the first one, like, at the cinema. Yeah. And I just have no interest in the franchise. For whatever, like, it's good. Like, yeah, like I just. The, the uh, thing I find weird about it is it's it's a film that, like, for some reason makes so much money. Yeah. But I don't and, know anyone saw but it. It's, but it's literally, <laughs> like, like, I can't think of a better term than just cinematic Teflon. Yeah. Right? Like, it just slides <laughs> through. I, I like, like, it doesn't. It's, it's like the, the highest grossing movie of all the time, but has no cultural significance. Like, how often yeah. do you see someone wearing an Avatar shirt? Or a- But it does feel like an environmentalist just screaming into the void, which makes <laughs> sense, because yeah. that seems to be what's and happening. I think good movies... Uh, you said you saw it. Did you like it? I liked it. But Avatar, this franchise, I think is more about cinema as a place to go and to watch something than it is the actual movie itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, the 3D... And the like, the CGI in this one, freaking mind blowing, <laughs> man! Like, I can't say like I I watched this thing and I just think that my mouth was hanging open the whole time, just yeah. because like in the back of my mind, it's it, like the story is bare bones AF, right? Like it, yeah. it is, it is just like so skin deep as far as the story is concerned. Like that, but that's not why you're here. Yeah. So for me. I am very interested in watching like Corridor Crew and like special effects and all these things. Yeah, yeah. All of that's running I, through. I feel like that's all I've yeah. seen of Avatar too. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and that's that's all running through the back of my mind. So I was just, wow. Like this looks but, so real and but amazing. But the movie's also just kind of fine. But so. the movie's, the movie's, <laughs> well, the movie's the fine, one, but, yeah. uh, but you have to really be into cinema, I yeah. think, to it's not, appreciate it's it. It's probably the It's not going to win an award. Uh, it's not going to win So the next one actually on the list, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. We reviewed it, so you yeah, can. It's actually like our only review. Yeah, our only review on the show, and it did really well. So maybe we should do more of. We them. probably should, but we also brought it out like a week before the rest of the world saw yeah, it, which I we, think I, may have had I something think, to do with I it. I think that helped, and we because we literally recorded that in the cinema car park, basically. Yeah, so. yeah, we just walked outside and started talking. Yeah. Was- and it's unusual that we both see movies. 
to get not yeah it, it doesn't never happen but it's quite it's hard for like, us to schedule it's happened like four times yeah. maybe in our entire lives <laughs> yeah so yeah so it, we we might try to do more of them, but Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Yeah, you cool. can hear more about Transformers: Rise of the Beast on that episode because we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty. Right. I thought it was pretty good. It's yeah, right. it's, it's not winning. The it's not winning the two. Okay, so the next one, I'm a hundred percent sure Nick hasn't seen, mm. but I wanted to give it a special mention. So yep. it's a movie called Pearl. It's a I guess it's technically actually a prequel, but I think it's still eligible for a Tuesday. Mm. Um, but it's not going to win because Nick hasn't seen it. But it's. The sequel slash prequel to a movie called X, which I think is one of the most kind of interesting horror films to sort of come out in the last few years. Very in, very different, but also playing mm. with like a lot of genre tropes in like a super intelligent way. And then Pearl just picks up the story of one of the main like antagonists of X. So it's a, it's a prequel that kind of tells the story of how that person becomes as messed up as they become. And it's, it's not pretty, but mm. it's, it's a really interesting and artfully made film. And I, you should definitely, if you like horror, you yeah. should definitely see, see X first and then you should see Pearl. And then the next sequel, Maxine, I think comes out next year. So okay. they've all come out quite close together as oh, well. So and they've got a very tight schedule. On yes. Things, so that's pretty yeah. cool. So you should definitely see Pearl. It's fantastic. I think- I probably prob- won't unless we're doing yeah. like our it's, own sequels I to think it. it's safe <laughs> to say, at least of what I'm aware of, except for maybe Evil Dead Rise, that's a little bit of a loose cannon, I think it was probably the best horror sequel of the year. So, choosing for best horror sequel of the year, Pearl. Yeah. Uh, so, that... I, uh, I want to see that on the DVD <laughs> cover art, you know, they get the twosie, so... <laughs> and then I'm going to jump down the list uh, that I have. I think I sent you the whole list, but I'm going to jump down the list to Scream 6 yep. because Scream 6 is actually another really good horror sequel that came out this year. Uh, I wanted to recognise... Uh, you haven't seen it, right? I haven't. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. I haven't uh, actually seen Scream 1 through 5 either. <laughs> So that's yeah. probably a well, blind spot. It's probably a place to start. But yeah. um, I think the there's two reasons. One, the sixth movie in the franchise, this franchise has staying power. And I think that's worth recognising. Look at the gap, though, between the last one and this one, isn't uh, there? So there's five a- came out not that long ago, but there's a big gap in between four okay. and five. But, yeah, there was only a couple of years between five and six. Okay. Because I remember, like, Scream three or four or something being a thing back in high school or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, it was a while back. Yeah. And, and that was... 10 years after the original three. So yep. I th- I want to recognise Screen 6, one, for it's just the staying power of the franchise, mm-hmm. but two, that they haven't, in my opinion, haven't really had a dud film in that whole franchise. All of them, That's are, weird all of them are good. That's weird for a horror franchise like, going for six movies. Like, like. Some are better than others, and there are like legitimate criticisms about, for example, three, yep. but it, but it's- the movie's also so aware of those criticisms that I, I it's hard to actually call them real criticisms, but because mm. it's, it's a very meta series as well. Yeah. But yeah, so Scream Six, another kind of shout out. I don't think it's probably quite as good as Pearl, but it is really, really entertaining. Yeah. So and it's and it's doing the thing that we want. It's it's a yeah. sequel that keeps making money. And yeah. It's yeah. like and something that keeps getting. And we're gonna get more. They just fired half the cast for reasons. So who knows what the next one will what? be? <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see. Um, Do but- I want to know the reasons? <laughs> So, yeah. I don't think it's worth it for this. What we're talking yep. about, we we're doing twosies today. Yep. So that brings me to what, at least for me, are probably the most likely to win, and yep. that we've also both seen them. So I guess, uh, well, I haven't. I've, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy three DVD oh, on Blu-ray. I haven't actually gotten around to oh, seeing okay. it yet, which is well, terrible of me. Well, then I'm not going to. We won't talk too much on Guardians of the Galaxy three, but I think there's a r- very real argument that it could be this year's. 2023's best sequel. Uh, I think 
It'll be interesting to see what I just, just assumed, the hell it, it's taken to get to yeah, make him from two could, to three. I assumed he could see that. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely yeah. I feel legitimately bad that I haven't. It's just it, been one of those. That, it's easily the best yep. MCU thing to come out this year. Yep. Like, and it's just fucking good. Like, it's it's just real yeah. good. All right, like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure <laughs> over the next few days because I do have this time off now for a while. I will actually go and watch it. It probably isn't quite gonna make it. But that's purely because of what my pick for... I'll say mine and... And I, I believe suspect, it's mine as well, I yes. If agree. it's the other thing on this list, then yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I think we can safely say then, but Guardians of the Galaxy 3, there's an argument that it could be... That gets it. a it, silver it, twosie. Yeah, it depends yeah. on... It, it just depends on your taste more than anything. It's fantastic. Like yeah. there's there's nothing I can say that's bad about Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Just excellent, great finish to a great franchise. Mm. But our pick for 2023's best film, the twos goes to Across the Spider Verse. You got a minute? Oh! Whoa, Gwen, how did, how did she get... How, how did you get... How have you been? Uh, it's a long story. Is this the room you grew up in? Uh, it, it is. But uh, my, my dorm room is very adult. Right. No, of course. Hey! Are these your drawings? What? No, oh, no. good. <sighs> I missed you too. Okay. So, what are you doing here? I, I mean, I, th I thought I'd never see you again. Wanna get out of here? I'm grounded. Bummer. What? Is Spider-Man grounded? Um, uh, I mean, I... Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially with our interests. Like, I'm yeah. sure other people maybe didn't like it as much as us. But I it's, it's interesting. It. Like, we started this show with Spider Man, and we're end we're ending season two with oh, Spider Man. Yeah. Like, that's you know, nice. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. nice bit of symmetry there. It's. I think it's just a great sequel. Like, it's just a great film. It's a great franchise. Yeah. Like, just that. Like beautiful animation, like yeah. everything's good about it. There's nothing I can't think of there anything is, bad about it. It's, it's, well, I mean, the only thing I can think of that I heard was bad was some of the working conditions for the animators, yeah, and that is unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, like they delivered some yeah. amazing stuff still. So I hope it. Uh, I hope even if they did yeah. suffer for it, that they're proud of their accomplishment yeah. because. It's I, incredible. It's an incredible film. If we had to pick something, and I think it, actually this is probably a plus when, when the twosies are involved, but it is like a part one, which I think a lot of people didn't realise going yeah, into it. Yeah, I was um, frustrated. So was. so it does end on a cliffhanger. I think that's, I'm not going to spoil anything beyond that, but it does end on a cliffhanger. So, and I think there's going to be a bit more of a wait than we were kind of initially told we've, there we've would had be. A few, we've had a few strikes in the yeah, interim, so I, yes. Apparently it was... Probably a bit of an unrealistic date even before that is what I've heard. Yeah. But unless they were working on it in tandem, I, yeah. I, which I suspect may have been the case. But yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it. But uh. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's just phenomenal. Like the first movie is basically perfect. Like yeah. like Into the Spider Verse is is perfect. It's it's brilliant at like bringing you into again the world of Spider Man because we've got yeah. like how how many other movies have we got of Spider Man? Yeah, like and if, three, if you're a big Spider Man fan, yeah. there's so much to take. If you've yeah. never seen Spider Man before, 
if you start with Into the Spider-Verse, you'll, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. you learn everything you need to learn. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, Miles is a fantastically realised character yeah. in, in this film. I think... And the ensemble is all have, good. Have they done yeah. a better job of, like, establishing Miles in this film than they have in his actual comic book? Yeah, just, think, it or? depends how you, you look at it. I think he's a, probably a bit more of a rounded, deeper character just because he's come mm. later. So... Yeah, yeah. Because he, he is a more modern ca- character, I suppose. He's still probably getting towards... 20, 10, at least 10 years old, probably get to us 20 years old at this point. Yeah, but, what um, is time? <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, he probably, probably is. I'd say it's better just because it's so good in the movie. Yes. Like, yeah. but yeah, they just understand the character really well. But then the entire ensemble is good too. And then when we go just into the, the. And the visuals. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And then they were good in the first movie. They're amped up massively <sighs> in this one because we get to see a few more worlds and things. Yeah. And then all. So most of the like a lot of the characters are returning and like Spider Gwen uh, especially yeah. is a much more developed character in this movie mm. and that's fantastic because she's yeah. awesome so so they take an awesome character and develop her more uh, we don't see as much of Peter B Parker but again the development I find there it interesting because like just, just a sidebar very quickly like Spider Gwen. Obviously, like that's the comic book name, but yeah. she calls herself Spider Woman, which is fine. Yeah, she's also called like Ghost Spider as well, yes. which I think is it's like trying to sidestep. Oh, we can't call her Spider Gwen in in the universe. <laughs> yeah, but it does kind of like beg the questions. Like, did she realize it with Ghost Spice? Go- no, Ghost Ghost Spider that the initials are still. GS. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> and it's a, like an existing character because yeah. Ghost Spider is uh, originally Ghost Spider was the Spider-Verse version of Ghost Rider. So, like, he, yeah. like he's an existing character from the comics. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they uh, retroactively gave her that name as well. So, yeah. Um, and it's, it's also, like, there's a there's a bit of interesting th- thought behind that, too, because obviously yeah. Gwen Stacy is quite literally, in a very real sense, a ghost from and, the past. And, of and her costume Spider-Man. has that appearance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think... And this is Sorry, hard, yeah. hard to talk about Side without about, yeah. out spoiling the movie, which we're not going to do because I, I yeah. think if you haven't seen them, you, you but it, definitely it's, should. It's, it, we've said it's a cliffhanger. Uh, like a lot of movies, I think one of the things I don't think people realise so much is this whole part one, part two yeah. trend of doing this with your, your stories. It's very much like I realise that Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were the first to do that. Yeah. In the sense like, like they called it Empire Strikes Back episode five and then retroactively called star wars episode four a new hope yeah and then they bring in return of the jedi but if you look at how empire strikes back ends that's very much like holy shit we are at the lowest point we possibly could like the music's nice and yeah. stuff but things and, are bad and, that does, and, and how that, does this going to resolve it does so, end on a cliffhanger yeah. and again without spoiling the story i think there is also a complete story told in this movie so yes. there gwen's story certainly is mm. is a big part of this movie yep. and it's there a long some, movie too. Like, yeah. It, yeah there are some ethical questions that this movie brings up that are actually super interesting. Yes, and that side of things is fully explored in this movie. Oh, and, yeah, but yeah. But then there's, but then another thing happens at the end, and that's kind of yeah, one that, of them. That's, so, yeah, uh, but it's also set up. So what? Yeah, like, like so I'll point so out. So still watch it. There's, like, there's stuff set up that pays off. In, there's stuff set up in the first movie that pays off in this movie as well. Yeah. That you don't even realize it's setting up. Yeah. Like yeah. holy cow. And it's it's yeah. just it's super well crafted. Yeah. Everyone is at their A game that was making this movie. The the cast. There's there's, there's not a bad thing about it except yeah. you could argue the cliffhanger. Um, is I think annoying. that disappointed some people. It's it's annoying yeah. that. They it, to me, it do doesn't that, take away from the quality of no, the film. No, yeah. no, it's it's yeah. That's that's really the only thing. I'm I 
can't wait for, yeah. for the next movie and the fact that we have to wait and the fact that we know we're getting another crap. sequel that could very likely win a toozy as well yeah. um, so yeah. it's actually a plus for the, for our yeah. kind of specific which interest. is fun because like even the first one could win a toozy thinking about it because yeah. it's just part of the Spider-Man franchise yeah. so it's like not going to like yeah know, it would be too original we'd have to do some real stretching I think <laughs> to get it in there but it probably could have if yeah. it existed yeah. so yeah 2023 Toozy goes to across the Spider-Verse with a very special mention to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's easily yeah. up there as well. So, you know, well done, Marvel, for sweeping the first annual Toozies. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think it's like when you hear p- people talking about the fact that maybe Marvel's not doing the best or whatever, they're still they're still doing some great stuff. Yeah, their, their badge is still on some fantastic Yeah, pro- some, yeah definitely. Yeah, stuff, so yeah. Hi, Tim Martin here. Film critic and semi-professional opinion holder. You might remember me from such TMYL2 episodes as the Black Swan ones. Um, I just wanted to congratulate Brendan and Nick for their 50th episode. Um, It's been great listening uh, to the show, except I still can't look at any posters for Eat, Pray, Love without having a really powerful trauma response. Thanks, Brendan. Um, But anyway, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, And Nick and Brendan have also asked me to say that the cupboard is really nice and really comfortable and that they looked after me really well. The lawsuit's pending. Happy 50th. So that brings us to the end of our... Toosies and to the end of uh, 2023 in general. Mm. Thank, Thank heavens for that. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, no I think I've had a lot of fun. We'll be back. We'll talk about when. Uh, yeah. But we've got two seasons of stuff you can go back and listen to. Hopefully, yeah. we've given you some ideas of what you should go back and listen to. Yeah. What I mean, you, we, what we, you might, shouldn't. we might have to retroactively go back through our episodes and just put it like uh, Toosie winner for, you know. Uh, yeah, that's know. a good idea. We'll, we'll actually mark that on our descriptions, I think. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. We'll put a we'll put an award on the yeah. on the image. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. So, yeah, I think we'll be coming back, do all the normal stuff, but mostly just enjoy your new year and a little close, we'll announce when we're coming back a bit more firmly. Yeah, watch, watch our socials, you know. Just in, in a few months. Look, look, so, for, look yeah. for the astrological signs, you know. I'm sure, you know, Mercury <laughs> will be in retrograde or something. Like, something will announce that we, we're on our way. But until then, to, to be, be continued. continued. We promise. So that was a good episode, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a good bit of ego stroking. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. Okay, so I, I just got to head off. So are you right to pack up? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Bit. So yeah, I'll just um, take that off. Yeah, yeah cool. Okay. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, no worries, dude. Um, yeah. All right. Uru. Oh, what's this? Got a message from Tracy, our Nick's wife. I'll just see what this is. What this is. Um, to the creative Nick. And his good friend, Brendan, this is Tracy. Uh, I just wanted to check in and say thank you so much for allowing me to be the first guest on your podcast. Um, I had a really great time and you guys both had really great stories and thank fuck he's gone. Hey, Brendan, this is the only chance I'm ever going to get to tell you this. The day that I was there, your story was so much better than Nick's. But, of course, I couldn't tell him that because he's my husband and... And, like, generally your stories are better all round. And I just... And that is why I love your podcast. So thank you so much, guys, for having me. Um, Hopefully I get to come on again. I mean, that's a bit awkward, but she's right.